Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Speaking of Russians, I've been playing through Anarchy Reigns last night to kind of like get ready for a thing we're doing later. Yeah. And uh, I did not realize how many freaking Russians are in that, like, as the main protagonist or antagonist in that game. It's it's always Russians that are the bad guys. Like, Nikolai and uh, Sasha are, like, the first two, like, bad guys is this Jack... Is this Rocky and Bullwinkle? Basically, <laughs> kind of, except uh, uh, Nikolai punches the shit out of Jack. And it's great. Oh, don't do that. Jack's my boy. He's got electric, like, gauntlets that turn on when he goes to punch. It's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. I like that. I forgot you I forgot you get to pick uh, the two paths. There's two paths. There's the black uh, path and the white path. And uh, Jack's path is, like, the underbelly side, so it's the black path. And then Leo, who is, like, a new character they made for the game, he is the uh, the white path and he's like with the bad guys it's it's actually reverse like most of the time the black path is like oh the bad guys but it's kind of like just like questionable good guys <laughs> okay so i still I gotta play through it more i need to play it like starting tomorrow you do because there's you the only way to unlock characters is to play the main storyline <laughs> okay yeah then tomorrow and monday because i'm off monday my focus will be to beat anarchy reigns i mean unless you just want to play as like the same six characters you don't have to play much farther than that but there's like one two three four five six i think i have eight unlocked right now and then nine counting bayonetta and there's still like eight or nine slots not unlocked yet the roster's pretty large (laughs) well how long is the game uh i don't know because i've never actually played it all the way through i just got the one character that i wanted to play which was durga and I just play Durga all the time. So I've officially never beat it. So that's going to be a new thing for me, too. Okay. But, yeah, I got that DLC last night, and it went. I was like, I fucking forgot how DLC worked on the PlayStation 3. And I was just like, <laughs> I turned it on, and I started the game. I was like, where's my shit I bought? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to actually go into the PlayStation store, go to my downloads list, and download it from my download list, which apparently that download list keeps track of everything you've ever bought for your PlayStation 3 or Vita and everything. Like, everything up, like, it won't show you what you bought for PlayStation 4, but it shows shit yeah. from when I first got mine back in 2008. And mm-hmm. it's like, you still want to download this Geometry Wars thing? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, but thanks. Everyday <laughs> shooter with its really shitty indie, uh, like, indie folk rock that they would play that I, game is awful. I was gonna say I didn't mean for this to be a Geometry Wars bashing. <laughs> no, Geometry Wars is fine. That's actually a good game. Like when I bought Geometry Wars, or I don't know if I own it, but like I saw that, and then another game like popped up underneath, and it was like Everyday Shooter, and it's oh, like okay. the most 
garbage, bare bones, like, I started messing around with Unity about two weeks ago game. And his roommate's shitty fucking indie band starts playing in the background, and it's not even that good. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think this shit uh, was like $10. But what's weird is when you download shit off of that list, it doesn't go away. Like, it just stays on that list. And you can download it again. It won't tell you if you've already downloaded it. And like, I a- downloaded the the uh, the Anarchy Reign stuff like three times before I realized it actually took. Yeah, and it's, it's actually really useful that they do it that way because I was I was ready to, like, never go back on the PlayStation Store ever again. And mm-hmm. I just went down the list and to download that, download that, download that. It was right after I swapped out the hard drive because I think my uh, PS3 came with a 100 gigabyte hard drive or maybe 150. I swapped it out for a 500 gig. And, uh, I think that's the one I have is the 500 gig. Yeah, like I bought mine in 2000, late 2011. That was when I got my shit. So I wish I would have got one. I I I remember either me or someone I know knew had one of the like launch title ones that played PS2 games and all that stuff. And I wish I would have still had that. I'm really tempted to get one of those because they have it down at Sage's for about 200 bucks. Well, you might not need it with uh, one of the news stories we're going to cover today. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's true. That is true. So, but I guess we should get let's get into the news that you have been fucking loving. Not so much the news itself, but the backlash. Not even a backlash. It's just oh, how much butt rage backlash. is coming from. It's backlash. I'm gonna let you take it, even though it's a Nintendo one, and I usually do them. Yeah, and uh, so. I remember everyone, like, talking about how, oh, Smash Fighter coming out, it's going to be Dante. It's going to be Gu- it's gonna be Dante. And I'm like, when was Dante ever on a fucking Nintendo game? Like, what? I mean, they're, uh, one, since we saw, like, freaking terry bogard and banjo and all that stuff the shit's just been thrown out the window now it could literally be anybody coming no this fucking game i disagree because banjo was on on the nintendo 64 and then terry all the neo geo games like all the retro neo geo games Mm -hmm. has been coming up on the switch shop so i understand why those two characters are there i understand devil may cry is on the switch also so devil may cry is on the switch yeah, it got released on DMC3, got released on the Switch, and so did the, the HD collection. All that shit got released on it. So, I yeah, that's why everyone that. was like, it's, it's coming out around the same time. Like, the direct is happening, so it should be Dante. Doom I... guy, Doom's on it. I didn't know <laughs> that. Yeah, man. Okay, now I understand why everyone's upset. Now I get and it. And after seeing this move set from this, uh, I'm not, I'm, how do you say the character's name? I didn't play uh, Three Houses. Byleth? byleth or whatever like it could have just been dante with all the different weapon switching and all that shit it could have been dante now i get it i i, I understand now you're uh, you understand the butt hurt a little bit more <laughs> i understand don't get me wrong i'm still laughing <laughs> i still think it's hilarious but i understand everyone's plight now it- look i get it i get it why they would put this character in there because fire emblem fire emblem three houses was like huge success for nintendo yeah and uh, but it just seems like 
wasn't didn't it say sometime like it was supposed to be underappreciated not underappreciated but like characters you haven't seen in a long time which i guess we've never fucking seen this character in, in smash until now i also thought that the the characters were supposed to be characters that had like this just seems just like oh it's just another fire emblem character like i wasn't expecting another the eighth fire emblem character yeah um it's it's weird to me too um because i remember it was supposed to be new characters being that's why it was a little bit weird seeing banjo to be honest because mm. what i remembered is that they were saying that they're going to be brand new characters that have never been on a nintendo platform and then when joker came out i'm like i get it i get why he's yeah. on there and then what was the next one it wasn't Dra the hero the hero from Dra dragon warrior that one was a or little bit that one was a little bit puzzling to me but i'm just like okay dragon quest 11 that specific hero hasn't been on a Nintendo platform. And then Banjo came out, and I'm like, okay, sure. Well, with the hero, too, you're like, that specific one, but then they also just put all the old ones in it as well, like as uh, skins and all that other shit. So. I don't count that. I don't I don't count that. I think that it's your main focus is on that one character. Mm. The other ones get a pass. Um, but when Banjo came on, I'm like, okay, I guess anything goes. I guess we're throwing it out the window because I didn't care. It was Banjo. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been asking for Banjo. I'm yeah. just, I really want to know what they plan on doing because you don't put Banjo out there. Like you made a deal with Rare, who mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention, but have they made a game anytime recently? The only thing I know now is they're not. Because specifically rare anymore, I believe it's rare wear. Well, and, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. That's that's besides, but no, I'd have to. I can look up real quick, but I don't know of any like games off the top of my head that they've been working on. Yeah, but I mean, you have you have Banjo, and then they came out with Terry, and I can understand why SNK put Terry out there. He's kind of the mm -hmm. face of SNK. Um, plus oh, they had, they did Sea of Thieves. <laughs> really. That's what the internet's telling me, and you know the internet doesn't lie. Yeah, never. Never would lie. Um but with Byleth, I this this is what I this is what I honestly think. It's a cop out. It's one hundred percent a cop out. And Connor yeah. and I were talking about it. Connor made a really good point. Connor was just like, This was supposed to be underappreciated uh IPs that would get the spotlight and then we get fire handed a fire emblem. Yeah, <laughs> fire emblem got a huge ex like exploded on the DS. Everyone started fucking playing it. And the awakening, yeah, yeah. The the Wii U version had what five fire emblem characters? Because at the end, the, I yeah. think the last character they got was Roy. They had Marth, Lucina, Robin, Ike. Then they got Roy, and then in this one, this will make eight. Oh, and they also had fucking corn too. So I mean, yeah. And then in this one, we got like Crom, and we got mm -hmm. uh, is corn the one that can turn into a dragon? Yeah, like in the game. Okay. But she was in the. I Wii didn't U play one. that game a lot. <laughs> yeah, she was in the Wii U one. But Scotty was saying, it's like now there is as many Fire Emblem characters as there is Mushroom Kingdom characters. I don't yeah. know if that's a hundred percent, but I I get it. Yeah. I understand. Um, pretty sure corn was from one of the 3DS games too. She was from um, Fates. The, yeah, the ones the with three the Pokemon Fire Emblem games. <laughs> that said, I'm not really mad about this one because 
completely new moveset. She's not a clone character like That's Marth, true. Roy, Lucina, Ike, Ike and Crom, because Ike and Crom are really fucking similar. Um, yeah. she just brand new character. That's fine by yeah. me. I think that the mechanics are pretty interesting, and so when I'm watching all these people like lose their fucking shit because Goku or Sora or Dante or Doom Guy or insert my favorite OC and if he doesn't get in there Smash is fucking dead and Sakurai is a fucking cock sleeve like no get fucked this is all a marketing tactic that's yeah. the only reason no, why I, I I can understand why they would be upset like expect cuz okay so here's the thing there's two characters specifically that could be like you know how this is doing. So for people that don't know, this new character has like a weapon switching kind of kind of thing, where it all revolves around the, uh, your B button with the directional button. So like I think your stationary B is the arrow, like the bow and arrow. Uh, if you do up, I think it's like either the axe or the not the javelin, but the long range weapon. You get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean. Like we said too, that could have been with Dante. That could have that could have been with Monster Hunter character. Like, why would they not? Like, Monster Hunter's been a huge thing for them right now. But I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like they did it on purpose too. Like you said, it's a marketing thing. And even in the in the trailer, they even make a joke about all the sword characters. Like it's subtle. I don't yeah. think it's very subtle. I saw it right away. Yeah. Uh, but they they're poking fun of it. Well, not poking fun of it, but they're aware of it. So, I just... By this time, everybody already bought the pass, so who cares? (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't care. I don't see there being a reason to care, but I honestly think that if you're going to put Byleth in there, you should have waited for Fighter Pass 2. Like, I knew Byleth was going to be a shoe-in. 100% was going to be in the game. I just didn't expect it to happen now. Mm -hmm. But that said, I am thriving on the salt that is coming off smash twitter right now it is delicious it is the best like i won't even dumb i won't even say hoes mad but this is all that they've been talking about for the last what is it two three days when did the announcement come out i was at work yeah i I watched it at work 16th and i was fucking cackling at my desk as well, that's this the shit thing, went too. Like, for hardcore like Smash players, they shouldn't care about what character. They should be, like you said, they should be worrying about the mechanics mm-hmm. instead of just the aesthetics. But, nah, that's not what it's... Someone's always going to be mad about everything. That's what I've come to realize. That's fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. It's, if you get mad, it's your fault. Because this isn't like Sakurai plotting in the background specifically to make you upset. This is <laughs> This is marketing. Yeah. It's, it just Dude, goes- you have a game where Mario fights Cloud and then Bayonetta comes in and then there's Mega Man. Shut the fuck up. You got everything in your game that you want so far. Like that's ridiculous. If you if you I remember, I remember it's I'm so so specifically I remember when the first Smash came out, we were talking about it at school, and someone was like the rumor, like, oh, you can get Goku this way. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, this is like an there, there's never gonna be that many characters. Like, this eight characters is amazing. If my if little Corey would have saw that, what we see now back then, his fucking head would have exploded. Like 
There's like 50 characters in this fucking game, man. <laughs> it's closer to 80. There's like it's, 77. It, yeah, it's stupid. So let me let me ask you this, like completely serious. If you had to have your character get in Smash, and I'm gonna give you two because it's okay to have one that's already been announced, and I know one of them would would have been Banjo, like that was okay. the top of your list. Uh, give me the one that you really wanted to get into Smash, and then right now, who do you want to be in there? I mean, they put the skin in there. Uh, me fighter, me fighter skins aren't like. I don't consider those characters, but uh, it should have been Mega Man X. Like I know we got Mega Man. Like, be, okay, so here's the thing: before I saw Mega Man, I would have wanted Mega Man X. But now that I see Mega Man, I know that we would never get X in there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I could think of someone who I would want in there right now, it would be Monster Hunter character, just generic Monster Hunter character. It's okay. a huge thing. It's been on Nintendo consoles. It, I mean, it made tons of fucking money on the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah, that's. It fucking, like, the Wii and the Wii U carried the Monster Hunter name for about it a It got me to buy a Wii U. I bought a Wii U specifically for Monster Hunter 3U. Like, from Monster Hunter Try to Generations, was there ever a Monster Hunter game that was on another platform outside of Nintendo? Between those, uh, no. I mean, you had the Frontier, but that was a PC game in Japan only. But no, so from Try, that's because Nintendo bought it from uh i guess they bought the rights to make the games on their system because it used to be sony exclusive yeah yeah I remember and it was that. like it was playstation 2 and it was playstation 3 uh and there it was well there was and then the portables on uh, psp but no i don't i think it's all nintendo uh, i want to say Try that there was a monster hunter on vita i think that there was mm-hmm. one on vita there were ports of the psp versions on vita okay but there was never an official. There was Soul Sacrifice and Freedom, uh, Freedom Wars, which were Monster Hunter clones. But and then we had Tokiden. Tokiden was huge for a while before we actually got a Monster Hunter game. I've I've I know Soul Sacrifice and Freedom Wars. I don't know. Tokiden was just Monster Hunter with Onis and in feudal Japan. That's cool. I want to play that. It's cool until the mechanics break. Oh, okay. Well, it's sorry. really like, oh, I cut this per I cut this Oni's arm off. Now he has a ghost version of it, which can just keep breaking. And if I keep breaking the ghost version, I don't get materials. Okay. So that part was a little goofy. They said Kiwami was really good. Kiwami's the one that came to uh PlayStation Four. Uh but I mean I got Monster Hunter now, so I don't care. Okay. So- <laughs> Ow. Uh but yeah, I guess uh it'd be Monster Hunter character. Okay. I mean, we we got six characters coming in the next patch, so it might fucking happen. You're gonna get your Doom guy. You're gonna get your everything. I always thought Doom guy was a little too too much for Smash because no. it's like a mature no. thing. No. Once Bayonetta came in, anything was possible. Bayonetta was on Playboy when Bayonetta went into Smash Wii U. Yeah, she was That's in stupid Playboy. Too, that. That's stupid too. That they were they were saying that Mai can't be in it because it's a game for boys and oh, girls. Oh, get like, fucked. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, yeah, sure. Zero suits. This thick-ass zero suit Samus and Bayonetta over here just like, yeah, Have sure. Have you seen <laughs> the curvature of her ass? Come on. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, uh, my my choice would be Doom Guy, 
And then my legacy choice was obviously Sonic. Um, I'm still holding out for either a Knuckles character or a Shadow skin. I, w- I would like to see Knuckles. <laughs> um, the most honest character in Super Smash Brothers. I know. I was playing Sonic Fighters earlier today because I was playing the Gems Ew, collection. Why? I was playing the Gems collection, you know, testing things out for the stream on Tuesday. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, Sonic's broken as shit in that game. <laughs> they say that Knuckles is the best character for Sonic the Fighters. Uh, I just picked Sonic, and the only character I died to... I died to Metal Sonic twice, and then the rest of the game was a breeze. Yeah. I can't I can't play that game as anybody else. I haven't unlocked the secrets. It's just, uh, it's just weird that there's just only been, like... If you look at it from all the IPs in the game... I mean, of course, you got, like, Pikmin... That's the only Pikmin. No, no, there was two Pikmin characters, wasn't there? There was well, the. It's could you it's, actually pick the other one? It's Olimar, and then as a reskin, you have Alf. Ah, okay. And it, well, so Pikmin and like Sonic, like there's not another Sonic character. There's not like Tails or, I mean, Shadow and Knuckles are assist trophies and shit. Yeah, that's unfortunate because I would have definitely yeah. liked to see Shadow as a clone. Or as a as a reskin, yeah. Because I think it's possible. Um, like I don't know how game programming of, works, but <laughs> outside of like Chaos Spear, which is like one of his like Chaos Spear, Chaos Burst are the only two like special moves that, so- that you forget about his guns. <laughs> <laughs> those are items. Those those are oh, items. Oh man. Uh, oh no. I would have. Uh, everyone like we have uh, Shovel Knight as a assist trophy but i would i was really wanting him to be like a playable character in it it would have been really cool to see just like holy shit this indie game is in this character's in fucking smash like that's yeah amazing. that would be nuts yeah but now that i'm looking at it too some of these mechanics are pretty cool whenever you use the axe it has some little bit of super armor on yeah it that's that what stuff. i'm saying like byleth looks so. like a really interesting character to play like you obviously it's just can't unfortunate. Feel a rush down. yeah yeah but, but you know what? Uh, I bet you that backlash would have happened no matter when Byleth would have been uh, announced. Oh, yeah, no because, what. I mean, eight eight Fire Emblem characters is a lot. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but because I don't even know how many. That's eight, uh, that's eight Fire Emblem characters, and I don't even know how many sword users, which I don't care about sword users. If they have different mechanics and they have a sword, that's fine. But how many, how many other characters out there? Don't use a sword. I mean, the ones that I can think of are yeah, already in Smash. Like you'd oh, have to yeah. say Shantae, Crash, <laughs> Doom guy Spyro. uses a sword now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Master Chief uses a sword. Yep. Shit, man. That'd be uh, some crazy shit. Like as an agreement <laughs> between Microsoft and Nintendo. For allowing them to use like their xCloud service, they put Master Chief in fucking Smash. That'd be dumb. Or because obviously, if you do Doom Guy, you can do a version without the 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 sword. But they would specifically pick like Doom Eternal mm-hmm. <laughs> and put him in there and be like, another sword guy, <laughs> just to fuck with people. <laughs> and that that'd be his neutral A. Like that'd be his 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 neutral. It'd be a. weak as shit too, but it's just <laughs> in there. Oh, that'd be I, I love cool. like. Master Chief uh, fucking Final Smash. He just takes out the fucking Covenant Sword and fucking... <laughs> just rushes you down. Rushes down the person in front of him. That'd be amazing. 
You say that just because you were playing swords all fucking Thursday night throwdown. Yeah, like I wasn't even Powell. in the, I wasn't in the chat yet, and I was like, I bet you that's fucking Chris with the sword running around <laughs> killing everybody. And then I saw, I think it was Odin, like walked up to you, and I, I saw your username. I was like, Yep, fucking called it. I could have made money <laughs> off of this bet. So fuck it. Uh, let's let's get it to weeks. All let's right, let's go weeks. into the weeks and. I'm going to start from the top. That will probably be the last thing I talk about, the Friday night, uh, Thursday night throwdown. Um, why did we not have a podcast last week? Why has <laughs> the MAGFest uh, article and video not already have come out? Well, it's not me this time, guys. <laughs> not long after Corey left, uh, I re-downloaded... Uh, a I'm not going to say what the name of it. Actually, I'll oh, say the name of the client. I downloaded yeah. Views, and I gotta I gotta uninstall that. By yeah, the way. <laughs> I would I would get rid of that. Um, I the, this is where it started. I wanted, and I don't know if I talked about my all my computer woes because I like I don't know if I explained like the RAM and the motherboard. It may be in the last podcast, but it's been two weeks. I think weeks you might remember. have. I think you know, I the hole that you go down when you try to upgrade one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably already did that. Um, no. The fucking... I wanted to play Fantasy Star Online 2 because I think that it is a solid MMO that I just can't go out and touch anytime that I want to because it's exclusive to Japan until April. Um... So I, I go out, I download Views, which is a torrenting client. That was my mistake, I think, uh, because it had some fucking add-on that attached itself to Chrome, and it didn't register as a fucking virus or anything, but it was everywhere. I couldn't close it out. No matter what I fucking did, it was always on my computer. Um, <laughs> it's like when every... the fucking porn ones growing up. You're like, no, nah, yeah. I can't click it off. Every time I click it, there's another one. Yeah, but at least every time it pops up, I can pop a, you know, take care of myself real quick, rub one out, no, and be done with not it. Not with this. I can't rub myself off to a toolbar. Um, but anyway, so I download Fancy Star Online two, and like a day or two after that, my computer would not connect to the internet. It would say, like, IP configuration is corrupted. It was and the I day spent, we were recording. <laughs> yeah. And I spent, like, three, four days going back and forth from Best Buy trying to get this shit fucking fixed. Uh, it's No, it started earlier in the week, and then on the day that we were recording, I got it back, and then that afternoon, after I had spent three hours putting everything back on my computer... It fucking does it again. So then I go I know. <laughs> cancel the podcast, go back to fucking Best Buy. They go to fix it again. Two days later, they bring it back and they were like, yeah, it's it's a virus in there. Uh, we think we deleted it. So you should be fine. And I told them, look, wipe the heart, wipe everything if you have to. Leave nothing. Just get it off there. Just get it off my fucking computer. Because that's a new hard drive, too. Yeah, brand new fucking hard It's a, It's a 970 Evo M2. Like yeah. it's one of those not cheap. Oh, it's not cheap. I was and with I'm you when you like, bought it. <laughs> fuck it. Just get rid of it. Uh, I bring it back and it does it again. Like yesterday or the day before it was like, yeah, I want to say it was yesterday. It, I was flying and you told me, yeah, 
And I, I was like, I, I just want to work on my shit. That's the reason why I couldn't do any of my shit. You were going shit. stir crazy, man. <laughs> Yo, it, I, I never realized that I am fucking useless without my computer. Like, I... That's like, why I, I have two. <laughs> I don't even do anything. I, like, I have consoles out there, but if I don't have my computer, I was just like, I have nothing to do. Like I'm, I feel I have to go so, talk to my family. <laughs> I feel so disconnected from the world. Like I talk to my family from my computer. Like it's <laughs> you want you want to talk about how fucking pathetic that is. That's that's well, that's no, I mean you thing. have a multi-story house. That's understandable. I would text my like me and my wife. We text each other because we're on opposite sides of the house. Yeah, but your the like your house is like a mile from one another because like. It's not that far, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it's it's long. She's on one side of the acres. I'm on the other side of the acres. Exactly. Like, you have to take a horse and buggy to get to go see your oh, wife fuck in the you. <laughs> but anyway, no. Um, I just, I, I ended up completely resetting the computer. I did this like two or three times. And I, at the end of it, I was just like, just fuck it. Just nuke the whole thing. Luckily, we're still wary right now with it. Like, oh, <laughs> I am terrified about tomorrow night. <laughs> Like, I really hope this works, because if not, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you're editing tomorrow night, you better be saving every five minutes just yeah. in case. Yeah. What, what do you have an external doing? hard drive? Yeah. I backed up a lot of my other files on there, so it's there. But what sucks, and I f didn't realize it, is that I had footage, um, gameplay uh. footage. Luckily, not anything that was from MAGFest, but I had other shit that was on there like pictures and shit and yeah uh capture that is gone and i have to replay those things i lost my save file to dark souls 3 i lost my save file to knights of tartarus i have to restart that entire fucking shit you know if i this is gonna real sound real shitty but i don't even care uh but if that shit does it again pretty sure you have some kind of warranty with that hard drive since you bought it not even a month ago I'd take that hard drive. I'd be like, yo, shit's broke. I need another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we're not I, saying do that, but. I think I still have the uh, the receipt somewhere. But, I mean, they can pull my logs. I'm. Yeah, you do. You have an account, so. Yeah, I have an account, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, yeah, I think you have, like, 30 days, so I would uh, definitely do that. <laughs> but that's that's the computer issues. Damn you, Fantasy Star! <laughs> Which is really upsetting because I finally started getting into like the meat and potatoes of Fantasy Star Online too. Because I, I spent like the early week when my computer was working playing the first one and the second one. I got back into Fantasy Star Online one pretty hard. Uh, I started, you know, teaming up and starting a guild with some dudes in Australia and the UK. And going through some old fucking dungeons. And it was great. It was a great fucking time. Uh, I finally killed uh, a, the fucking cave boss that's been a fucking thorn in my side. Wait, you were playing an old MMO? I was playing? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I finally... Not to cut... I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to jump right back into your week. But mm -hmm. fucking that private server I told you about? Yeah. Every day I was in Austin, I would get off work because until the 31st, it's like double XP. And it's just like you can level up to level 80 like fucking nothing. And I'm leveling and I was like, I have to stop. Like 
There's no, I have no friends on this private server. The progression's garbage because everyone that's playing it right now has progressed through all the raids on all their characters. So, like, I'm playing a dead game. <laughs> and I was like, I have to fucking stop. And I'm probably going to uninstall it, like, later tonight or tomorrow. Because, like, I got, there's too many games coming up and I can't fucking play old Wrath of the Lich King. Look, if it makes you happy, just fucking do it. I got too much shit to do, man. Like I got like every time I'm playing, I get an hour into leveling, and I'm like, I could be working on the arcade cabinet right now. I could be working on the takeover review. I could be working on playing anything on my retro freak. <laughs> yeah, you spent like fucking two, three days just straight, just one cartridge after another. Yeah, all that work. Is oh, I gotta waste. back. I gotta. I gotta back that thing up just in case because yeah, memory cards can just. Yeah. Otherwise, next time I come like to your house, I want to. Next time I come to your house, I don't want to feel like I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel you on that. Like, the Fancy Star Online One community is like super fucking diverse. Um, you will get people from like Thailand and the Philippines just get on there, and you'll be like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And they they do signs. Like, oh, okay. the hello, let's go this yeah. way, like the emojis. And I'm like, oh, you don't speak English and they speaking their language. And I'm like, OK, fair I'm enough. Gonna, I'm going to follow you. I played Monster Hunter. I used to be, you know, I used to play Monster Hunter with translation binders. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that led I'm, me. It was because of that that I wanted to go into Fantasy Star Online, too. So I redownloaded it. I'm not going to talk about all the fuck ups that were going on. Um, but now that I have like gotten into it, I've already had my first initial, uh, reaction to it last year. And I really like look at the game for what it is. Um, it's either that game's a fucking mess or that translation isn't really that strong. What's the new one coming out? Is that two coming to the States? It's two. It's it's getting an official translation with oh. all, everything that's in it. There's right now, I believe, six episodes that's coming out with it. It's like over 300 hours of content. Plus, and it's an MMO. And it's an MMO. Um, it's, it's an interesting game. That game plays like an action game. Like, it's not like, hey, let me cycle through my cooldowns. That, that game is a fucking action game. Okay, because uh, a lot of us, I believe, uh, with the Mega Visions crew are gonna when it. I don't know when it comes out this year, but uh, a lot of us are getting that, and I think we're gonna play together. And I've never play. played a Fantasy Star game, it's, so so it's not like Fantasy Star Online One. I don't know if you've ever played it. Fantasy Good, because I've never played it. <laughs> so Fantasy Star Online One is a very slow game. Is that GameCube? It if you've played the GameCube one or if you looked at the GameCube one, that is considered to be like. The best one outside of Blue Burst for the PC. Sure. <laughs> but that's a very slow game. Fantasy Star Online 2 is not. Good. Uh, I like fast action games. It's, a, it's it's not super fast, but it's fast. And everything it's not revolves. Platinum level. It's not platinum level. But I mean okay. it's still it's still cool. Um there are no roles. Like your okay, hunter cool. your hunter is a DPS just as much as your uh, healer guy just as much as or not really healer but your magic guy just as much as your summoner just as much as your uh, you know ranger 
shit like that. It's not that. a dedicated role class. Like you're like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, a cleric. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's not it's not like that. But that Isn't overworld, it super anime? it's very anime. It's it's definitely Perfect. anime. So gotten I mean, behind on my animes lately. <laughs> So if if you like your anime games, Fantasy Star is kind of along those lines, especially like the stories like that mysterious, you know, distant calling only you can hear. Don't uh, care. What's the mechanics? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played a hunter, you know, so everything that I did revolved around like, let me swing my sword and drink my potions to heal me up. And You're then I fucking witcher. Yeah, I get to the end of the stage. But I mean, it's cool. I like yeah, it. I think I think that it. for a game that came out in 2012, keep that in mind. Uh, it looks really good. It's a beautiful game. Fantasy. It's Fantasy. just Fantasy. that um, that hub world is rough. It's just like there's. I got spoiled with Final Fantasy 14. Where I can go to like <laughs> you just port everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can I can port to it. Not not the same thing, but it's like every single area that I went to was different. Mm. Like they had their own cities. The oh yeah, you know, yeah, there was people there. Here it's like nah, bitch. You're on a spaceship. Do you want to go to the planet or nah? You want to go to where the shops are? Okay, transport to the shops. Here's a little hub. Go buy okay, your shit. So when I played the uh, Star Wars um, MMO. It was a lot like that. You would go up to a spaceship and you go to like, or you could go to Coruscant and all that other stuff. So yeah, but even the fun, the Star Wars MMO was more robust or you know had more shit uh, than Fancy Star Online. It is it is very straightforward, but the way that they have their shops set up and their tutorial guides and like their information centers, you don't know who you're going to. You're like you you have to like go to each. NPC and see Ugh. if they have something to give you if it's relevant to you because they give them titles that make no fucking sense. What? You don't know if it's relevant to you. So this new one's coming out on uh, PC and Xbox One? Xbox One. I think everyone is getting it on Xbox One. Does Scotty have an Xbox One? He does. He, I th- yes, he does. He has an Xbox One. Does he? Well, he was chatting with us on um, Thursday Night Throwdown. Yeah, but I was chatting with y'all from my PC. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's cross-chat play. Like, you can just jump into a room. Okay. Then I'm I'm not sure. I don't mind playing two different uh, characters. Because yeah. I'm definitely well, going to get it, it. Is it coming out on multiple systems, or is it just, fa- just Xbox One? Right now, it's just Xbox One and PC. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and, and I mean, if I'm going to choose anything, I'd rather choose my PC. But... I think that <laughs> not right now. <laughs> no, I think that was really like the client that I downloaded it from. I think that yeah, that was that was the issue. Um, but other than that, it's it's a very straightforward, very linear. Not linear, but it's very like direct into the point as far as like the hub world. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense who you go to. Um, I'm trying to find like a price for it. I don't see what the price is gonna. be. I think it's free. It's a pay to win game. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Wow, this is super fucking anime. <laughs> yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. I'm about to show you boys how wow is. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, while my computer was fucking broken down, I was playing a lot of Guilty Gear Mission Mode. Um, 
that <laughs> that shit is a fucking nightmare. Like all the missions are relatively easy. Like I was so I was playing mission mode on Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R. Long fucking name, whatever. <sighs> Sad is I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the mission mode in that game. Like I played it on the PSP. That mission mode's not that bad. It's actually pretty fucking easy. Just mm. you, you need to know like certain characters to do certain things. In this one, it's fucking bullshit. Mission nine. Mission nine. You have to fight against a gold soul who is constantly regaining health. You're constantly in a poison status. I you, think I know this mission. And you can't do damage unless it's a special move. I remember my buddy that works for Blizzard. He would play. He played Guilty Gear a lot, and it, I think I remember watching him do it. That shit is. Fu- it took me four hours to beat that. I was beating its ass, but I couldn't deal the damage, and it would get to the point where it's like I'm flying around the entire stage just whipping his ass, but because my life is constantly going down, mm-hmm. one hit, you're dead. Yep infuriating uh the mission where you have to fight against eno but the only way that you can deal damage to her is by jumping in the air and hitting her you can only deal damage doing aerial attacks bullshit absolutely bullshit i had to switch to justice and just juggle that bitch (sighs) and hope it worked uh had to juggle that bitch fucking fighting against uh Justice. It was like uh, mission 23 or 24. It's one of the last missions where you can only deal damage. No, no, I think you, you could constantly deal damage the entire time, but she would just ex- like gain insane amounts of health just constantly, very, very quickly. You didn't. And <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> and I think that there was like a limit to your overdrive. Oh, I know what it was. You couldn't deal damage to her unless you used your overdrive. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking dumb. There's a lot of really dumb ones in there. Like mission nine, mission nineteen was stupid. I don't remember what it was, but it was fucking dumb. Uh, and then like the last four outside of fighting soul because that's an honest fight. They ju- they're just garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. I will I will never do it again, ever. <laughs> Until you're hard drive gets deleted and then you're like ah, i gotta do it again <laughs> like the reason why i bought the hitbox i recently bought a hitbox and <laughs> waiting for it to come in is because i had a huge blister on my thumb on my left thumb where i do the the input control yeah mm-hmm. no it, it was i couldn't touch anything it would just constantly hurt but i at the same time i couldn't feel if i was actually touching something Put it's it like but <laughs> no don't whatever <laughs> Uh, what else? I played, because I'm getting ready to do the, um, I'm almost done with the MAGFest article on Megavisions. I was playing, I got sidetracked and I was playing a lot of them fighting herds. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. (laughs) That, if there's anybody who's new to fighting games, that's going to be my go-to game for them. Even more than Skullgirls? Even more than Skullgirls. Like, I haven't played a lot of Skullgirls, so I could be, I could be, you know, ignorant. 
but from the games that I've played, I've never seen a more robust tutorial mode than them's fighting herds. Nothing like it. Like, they teach you what it means, like, plus four on block, advantage on block. Like, they oh, wow. teach you those terms. They show you, like, the frame data. They show you, like, like Virtual Fighter 4 had a really good uh, frame data mode on it. Um, but them's fighting her, it's like, breaks it down Barney style. And they go into, like, the combos. Like, I've seen a lot of combos game, like, uh, games with a combo mode where you have to do each, it's kind of like a mission mode. You have to do each combo, and you can just right. practice on it. This game will show you what combo you're dropping, what percentage of the time, and just allow you to practice it over and over and over. And they got, the, they got the beginner ones, the intermediate ones, and the master ones. Um... And it's just overall a solid fucking game. Like Tian Shao, or I could be saying her name wrong, but like the fire fucking horse. The the dragon horse. The dragon horse, the soul horse. That's my bitch. She is so good. Oh, more than uh, what was the one chick we liked? Uh, what was the, one, the cow. Oh, fuck. I forgot the, the cow. The Makoto name. cow. Yeah. No, she, a. she's still really good. She's still yeah. really good. But no. Annie? Um, no, I don't know. No, it's not Annie. Maybe. But anyway, no, it's this is like a montage of Melty Blood, Unist, and Blaze Blue all put together. I saw you fucking play Melty Blood earlier today, too. It was really to... Because they said that they based it off of Melty Blood, and I needed to see like where the similarities are. And it's there. Like There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of influence from Melty Blood and Blaze Blue. Uh, a little bit of Unist, that's where I'm pulling it from. But it's... It's Arc System and French Bread just all over. But, Chris, tell me why you really love this game because of the costumes that are coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they were like, hey, we're coming out with Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue costumes. And I think they also said Melty Blood costumes. There was like six different costume packs that were coming out. I got a message from you said, I told you, I told you that character was fucking Jin. And I was like, Chris, no one argued with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody argued with you, man. Yeah, the the one fucking horse. The or, ice deer. Yeah, the ice. Yeah. Rudolph. It's a reindeer. What is he? Reindeer. There you go. Ra the reindeer <laughs> character. Reindeer. Rudolph. Uh, no, that's that's Jin, one hundred percent. That move set. You can't tell me any fucking different. No and then is. and then they came out, <laughs> and then they came out with that costume advertisement, and it's already dressed up like Jin. I'm like. I fucking told you. <laughs> uh, but I'm just over here like, it's just nice to see you happy. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, it's like when I got happy about Banjo, you were like, yeah, sure. What <laughs> Let him do his thing. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But lastly, the most important thing, we talked about it on our MAGFest episode uh, I mean, you lied. You 100% lied. But it doesn't matter that you lied. You said that at MAGFest, we beat the shit out of Chris Powell how, in How are you going to be Halo like, 2. I thought you were my boy, but no, you're going to no. call me a liar? No, it's like, fine. You're supposed to it's double fine. down on this. <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I am an honest man, okay? I'm a very honest man, and I have no problem calling it out. But it's okay. I forgive you, Corey. You know why? Because I fucking teabagged that motherfucker. 
I, I, I destroyed him. I destroyed him. In every single game that we played, I beat no, Chris. Did you beat him in the one where you were like, I can't, this isn't fair. I can't talk to my teammate. <laughs> no, we tied. We, so that, that uh, was Capture the Flag. I was and, looking at movies with Scotty. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we were both actually really close to scoring at the end of that. But it was bullshit because he took the microphone away from Odin. Or Chris, like there's there was fucking three kids, Chris. So it's Chris, and then he's got a son named Chris and another son named okay, Odin. Okay, so you're Chris, he's Pal, and then his son's name is Christopher. Sure, okay. Whoever <laughs> That's how we differentiate it. <laughs> whoever was talking, or whoever was playing, he took the microphone away, so I couldn't <laughs> strategize with my teammate. And I'm like screaming, like, hey, do You're this, like, do Christopher, that. Christopher, do this. <laughs> but I have to go to my enemy to tell, hey, tell Christopher to go do this. And the only time that Chris would ever be like, yeah, man, cool, I'll tell him, was when he was already strategizing against me. <laughs> but I was playing 4D chess, and I knew that he would do that. So the second that oh, he walked into what? my fucking base, I blew his what ass you, up. Joseph so, Joestar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> no, but it's what's... Halo. <laughs> yeah. First off, it's Halo Two. All right. There's a huge difference. Secondly, uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> secondly, six zero, anti Chris wins, and that's what matters. That is one hundred percent what matters. So. So, boss, if you're listening to this, uh, this week it's not you me. Will. <laughs> Because you will. <laughs> and and I'm upset that you didn't say good game. I was about to say, you message me, you go, he won't say, he, he won't say GG back. Uh, and all I can think is, when you said that, all I can think of is, like, I said GG, but I meant BG. <laughs> he, he, I thought of that fucking meme. He waited until the next morning to say anything back, which is fine. I understand. He's a very busy man. But... <laughs> I'm 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 waiting for the next one. That's just what it is. I'm waiting for the next one to happen. We can play fighting vipers if you need me to knock your pegs down a little bit. <laughs> you need to give me time to play fighting vipers. I didn't I, understand. I backed the game. up at Magfit. I was a fucking chocolate bear and I backed up and let you like figure shit out. And then I was like, you were like, all right, let's go. And I was just like, pa 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 pa, and you were dead. <laughs> that chocolate bear has a lot of reach, man. That chocolate bear didn't have any animation. <laughs> no, it was it was literally like, like one of those Easter chocolate bunnies. Like that's that's what it was like. It was like throwing like a fucking blew it, and then you blew it up with like a like a tire pump. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but it I definitely was, uh... walked the fuck away. Anyway, that's my that's my two weeks. There was more that happened, but I don't fucking remember right now because I was mad. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, uh, I watched some things. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you finished the Mandalorian as well, too, right? Yes. So uh, you you want to do Mandalorian? Uh, we could do it. Let's do it at the end, so that way we don't have like. So for people that are listening that don't want to be spoiled, we're going to talk about it at the end, so you guys don't have to like mute our podcast and then forget that you're listening to a podcast and then you don't listen to the rest of our podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh. Uh, we're currently in the process of finishing The Witcher, so I would uh, we're going to talk about that on a future podcast as well. That, that's fine because I haven't. Um, I think I've got three episodes left. Yeah, I have two. 
But man, that get, it's I'm like, man, after the shit show that Game of Thrones was, this is scratching my Game of Thrones itch. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'm starting to like it. I'm starting to like it. Like, after around episode three or four, you're like, storylines start coming together. You're like, oh, okay. All right. I get it now. As someone who's never played any of the games, and this is my first delve into The Witcher, I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. And my wife is also like, isn't that the person from like two episodes ago that blank here and blank there? And I'm like, sure, just keep watching. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I like uh, Henry Cavill. Is that his name? I think so. He does a uh, uh, Superman. Superman. He uh, he does a good. I think he does a good job as uh, Geralt. He's fine. I think I might have said it before. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or on a stream, but like, I like The Witcher, but I and this is just the series as a whole. I like The Witcher. I hate Geralt or Geralt. I hate Geralt. You don't like him as a character? No, I don't. I think he's a fucking annoying. He's like every single edgy fan fiction main character that I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I, I get that there's a lore reason why he's the way that he is, but it still irks me. And, you know, I just kind of try to move past that. Everyone else is super interesting. I'm so fucking tired of that song already. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I'm not going to sing it. It was at MAGFest. Like, there was these two dudes carrying, like, this fucking huge-ass boombox, and it was just playing. And we weren't even at the venue. Like, we were down at, like, towards the CVS away from the venue. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, fucking, yeah. like, there's people out here that don't know, like, what we are. Like, they don't know we're nerds. So, like, <laughs> it's, it's but, well, I mean, there's also Momocon. Or not Momocon. It's, um... Is Momocon's down in Atlanta. I'm trying to remember what's it. Katsukon. There's also yeah. Katsukon that takes place. So those people should be aware of the freaks that come out during the winter. Yeah. There like was a rave fun. at one of the cons, and that was like someone had turned that into a rave song, like an EDM song. And, dude, it's it'll be here for a couple more weeks, and then we'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't really get into the whole nerdcore bullshit, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, I've also been watching another thing uh, that I, I I can't say I kickstarted it because it wasn't on Kickstarter, but it was on Indiegogo and all that stuff. It was a documentary called In Search of Darkness, and it was directed by David or I, his first name started with a D. I can't remember, but I do remember his last name because it's Wiener, and that made me laugh. So I remembered his last name. But uh, it is a four and a half hour documentary on horror, the eighties horror movie genre, and I remember you talking about this. I have watched it two and a half times already, <laughs> so I have watched over ten hours of this documentary. <laughs> okay, it's very good. It goes into like it has uh, interviews with uh, Joe Bob Briggs. It has interviews with a bunch of the directors, like John Carpenter. Uh, a bunch of horror uh, directors and actors and all that stuff. And it just breaks down every year in the eighties and talks about movies and why those movies were so influential, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. And, uh, and, I, and after a while you're like, okay, this is how this movie's going to be is they're going to break every year down. But then they throw in buffers. They're like, one of the buffers is like the holiday, holiday, uh, horror movie genre where like, 
you know, Halloween was technically the first slasher film that got that started everything in the eighties. It actually started that movie came out in nineteen seventy eight, I think. But uh, you know, we saw Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three. We started seeing Silent Night, Deadly Night. You see all these horror like holiday themed horror movies, like, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be a buffer, or the another buffer will be like. Uh, the controversy of how the horror movie, everyone thought that the horror movie was making uh, women look feeble and not strong, but it was actually doing the opposite and all that stuff. And people were just looking at horror movies at a surface level instead of actually watching the movies and seeing like, no, the movie's about strong, independent women taking over shit that's going on. So, but no. Like Alien. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's so there's gonna there's another one that they're in the process of Indiegogoing, I believe, and it's called in the in search of I can't remember what the name is in search of something, but it is a uh, the sci-fi version of uh the, like this is the horror version. They have a sci-fi, and I believe they have like an action one too, where they break down action movies and all that stuff too. That's cool. I like it's really that. fun. It's super cool. It reminds me of a documentary that I always talk about around Halloween time. It's called Going to Pieces. It's the rise and the fall of the slasher film that came out in like 2008. And uh, it's just like a longer. It's a really after you've watched it a couple times and you, you know, you've seen everything. It's a really good thing to put on in the background while you're just working because fuck, it's four and a half hours long. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, uh, I don't think anyone can, I don't think you can get it right now. Uh, I got my digital version cause I backed it early and the physical versions have been delayed because they had some problems with their distributor. So they moved to a U.S. based dist- or a distributor. So hopefully I paid like 60 bucks, but I got a vis- getting a physical version of it and I'm very impressed with it. I'm pretty sure. I think Rachel Scotty's girlfriend got the Elvira edition and Elvira intros the movie, and she also intros every year and talks about stuff. So I would have liked to have that version, but I don't know. Maybe uh, Scotty has a a uh, a uh, digital version that we could uh, we could see or something like that. So like, I mean, he could definitely make one through OBS. You can just share that shit on Google Drive. So <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, that's what I, because Powell wasn't able to get into, like, he didn't back it in time, but he wanted mm-hmm. to see, like, watch it. Because he said when it comes out, he's going to buy it. Like, there's no doubt in his mind. So I shared it with him on, it's only like four and a half gigs, which is weird for a four and a half hour movie. It must have been the way they encrypted it or something like that, because it's like a super low gigs for that much footage. Uh, But it, I shared, shared it, it with him. It must though. be like, like medium quality. Maybe. But yeah, when I put it in my Google Drive, it only said like four and a half gigs. That's not bad. So not at all. Uh, That's it for what I've been watching. Uh, I don't think I've been really watching much. I mean, usually I'll just watch like Red Lighter Media shit and all that stuff. Uh, I've been playing some games. I played Monster Hunter uh, Iceborne came out on PC and i've been playing it there has been some issues with it but they're patching those issues out apparently they put in like an anti-cheating like software in this version and it's been i mean it's not been working because people it's a very easy workaround it's anti-cheating and anti-modding which kind of sucks because that game is really good to mod just to make like quality of life things better but i understand why they put it in there they put it in there for those people that modded their game to where they could one hit kill monsters yeah, that's bullshit. 
but uh, I think they're coming. And the problem with the software is it's just like people's CPUs are overheating, like from this game. Like it's been really rough. So they're patching that out, and hopefully, I haven't had any problems with it. Uh, but the PC version is so much better. Like I love the PC version because load times are just like that. You can play in like super high resolution, and your frame rate is uh, it's just I love it. I want all of it. Uh, I haven't, but I was playing on my laptop, and it was getting my my. You know, you can buy those laptop fans that sit under like your laptop will fit, sit on top of. Mine's broke right now, so when I was playing it, I touched my laptop. I was like, "That's really fucking hot." I think I'm gonna stop playing this right now. <laughs> But now that I'm back with my regular CPU, I'm going to be playing that some more this week. And uh, But no, it's really fun. It looks really good. Uh, I'm getting super hyped for Doom Eternal because the new trailer or there's a, like a story trailer 2 dropped last week. And that trailer looks so fucking good. <laughs> like it got me listening to the Doom soundtrack, like Doom 2016 soundtrack. And uh, I've been playing Doom 2016 again. I've been watching Lawrence from formerly of Funhouse. He's been trying uh, his. He's been doing his nightmare runs. He's trying to get all the way through on the nightmare mode. Uh, I fell asleep. I don't think he got it, but he got to like mission ten last time, and I don't know if he died or not. But that man, it is fucking beautiful to watch that man play Doom 2016 because <laughs> he is just like going through it nonstop. But I still have I, to beat that. Like, I don't want to jump into Doom Eternal before I beat. I think you need to beat Doom 2016 to yeah. kind of pick up on where Doom Eternal's picking up off of. But uh, it makes me mad. I never got a physical version of Doom 2016, so I'm on the lookout of the Steelbook edition. That I think the Steelbook edition is on GameStop for like twenty bucks or something like that, or on eBay. But I want a physical copy of that. I'm getting into the physical thing now. Like, I want physical games again. I'm really upset because when we went to Best Buy when I was up there, remember how I told you? I was like, they got like a shit ton of like indie limited run copies of Switch games over there, and I didn't buy any of them. Well, apparently they're really hard to find now, like River City Girls. Like that's getting sold out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Celeste is still on the website, but there's a bunch of other ones that I want that I need to get. I, I had this conversation with Scotty very briefly. Like... I feel like it, it understandably it's an indie game. There's not going to be many copies out there, Mm-mm. but I do believe that limited run games purposefully <laughs> under produces the physical copies of their games and it causes a huge markup in the secondhand market. Yeah. I, we saw it at Magfest. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like, but, I mean, their company's name is Limited Run, so... <laughs> Which, to me, is, like... Like, that. that's, like... You could just tell, based off of the fucking name, that... I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's shitty. I honestly think it's shitty. When you make 3,000 copies of a single game, like, you know it's going to sell more than that. Because yeah, all but they probably goes, also only they probably in their contract can only sell a certain amount. Yeah, no, the, like, do not expect any rational thought from what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I understand like the business process. 
I don't fucking like it because I can't have it. That's what this is really about. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. That's what this your, is really your about. Your true colors show. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. This is about me and my I don't care. I want it for me. <laughs> so, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Don't take me seriously, <laughs> but it's bullshit. I do kick myself for not getting that Metal Storm uh, collector's edition that they had for like 80 bucks, and you got a little statue of the mech from Metal Storm on NES, and you got a... You know, I was about to be very disappointed in you until you said that they they came with a, a statue because metal storm is like a hundred and twenty dollars oh it came with a cartridge too like of the game like yeah a and, repro and cart. yeah like if you were buying a repro for eighty dollars i'm like dude just get the actual fucking copy no it came with a bunch it came with a statue a repro cart uh it came with like an art book it came with a a, a nice like I think it was like a, either a really nice box or something that it came into. I should have got it, but I didn't have the money then. So, is it PVC or is it resin? I don't know. I'd have to no. go back and look at it. I'd have to double check. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, so, oh, I played a. So I follow Wanwan Games on Patreon. That mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't know, uh, it's a uh, two guys named uh, Ding Dong and Julian. They're game developers. They used to be on. They've been on some YouTube. Uh, channels and stuff like that of uh, doing let's plays but uh their test build of tough bippy came out which is their like platformer it's i feel like it feels like an action platformer like kind of like 2d game mixed with some fighting game stuff in it too mm-hmm. because you have like fighting game like you have pair like you have the third strike parries in there you can uh dash can like you dash cancel out of uh combos and stuff like that it's very very it's got air dashes and like wall jumps from Mega Man X and Mega Man X2 and it's in a very early test build but what I'm playing so far it feels really really good. It has hit stop where every time you hit an enemy like it stops for a second and it makes it, it's re- you would think that way you're like oh it's stopping too much but it's cool every time that you do it. It's got hit stun. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's like the whole screen stops. Like oh, even okay. a- even other enemies like stop too so it's hit stop not just hit stun. Okay, and it's uh like I said though he's or like that he said on his Twitter it's in very early development but they wanted to get a test build out there and I'm really liking what I'm playing so far it's a very small level uh, it's free D de- I I think it's only av- it was only available to Patreon users at first or Patreon supporters he might I think he's making a one available to everybody like soon but okay. it's fun I'm gonna play it some more it's got some systems in it and. Uh, but yeah, sprite work looks good too, so I'm excited to see what more comes out of it. I'm gonna check it out. Um, I'm probably gonna back it first before, you know, yeah. getting my hands. Jump on over it. to the jump over to the Patreon and yeah. back them that way. Yeah, because they're that's tough. Bippy's the one they're working on mainly right now. They got a bunch, a couple other games they're working on too. But it's just two guys. Like Julian does the art and Ding Dong does the programming. Mm-hmm. So. You can't accept, like if they can make like if Tough Bippy turns out to be an amazing game like I think it's going to be like just imagine what those guys can do if they had a team and like a budget. So, uh, and then the last thing that I really did was I am four hundred dollars uh, poorer because I bought Motley Crue tickets for my wife. So oh, you poor thing. Uh, you know what? I was thinking that in the beginning, but I'm actually thinking this show is probably not, is probably going to be pretty good. Uh, it starts at four 30 in the afternoon. 
At least that's what Ticketmaster says. But also, it's not just Motley Crue. It's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, which I'm going to go fucking find food during that concert, and uh, Joan Jett. So three there's, bands there's out of there. There's one other band that's playing. Nah, it's only four. I could have sworn. So it's Joan Jett and the something. I can't remember what. It's Joan the Jett and the, the Black Hearts, but there's another yeah. band that has the word heart in it. Hold on. It ain't heart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll let you look it up. But no, after, I mean, we got pretty good tickets. We don't have like floor level. We don't have no nosebleeds. We have just kind of like in the middle of the auditory or the, the center. And, uh. Yeah, I got that. I got parking. I got two tickets. I got parking, and I got a tour shirt for my wife for like right at three seventy five. And then I bought the ticket insurance just in case. Like, I'll get all my money back if I decide I don't want the tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. So I bought that just in case too. So, but no, that's in Nashville at the end of June. We're gonna make a little trip out of it. Nashville's only like five hours from us, so we're just gonna drive up there on a Friday night, spend the weekend up there. Go to the concert. It's on a Monday. So we're going to the concert on the Monday and then heading back out on a Tuesday. So I think she's going to be ha- happy about it because she wants to see, of course, Motley Crue and Poison. Uh, What? She's a Poison fan? Dude, she fucking loves Brett Michaels. I'm I love sorry. my wife, but I don't like her for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like Out of all four of those, I think I would like I like Def Leppard the most out of those. Out of all four of those, like uh, Joan Jett's good too, though. Joan Jett's good. Um, who else? Def Leppard is probably the best band, but like I, I would have like been early excited. Early Crew stuff. Well, even later, um, even later stuff uh, is pretty good. It's just I think that Vince Neil's voice has gone to <laughs> shit. Yeah, but. I don't know. It should be fun. Uh, I would have rather spent like we also. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about too. We had a, I got had a real big blow hit me in the music world over the last week with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if any, I don't. I'm, I had to have said it before that I said Rush is my favorite band ever, uh, but Neil Peart sadly has passed away. I believe on January seventh, at the age of sixty-seven. Of uh, I don't know the full name of it but i'm just gonna say brain cancer and it was uh some of the g glabomyalgia or some shit like that i, I know it's a really one. bad one a really yeah, bad one it's and uh apparently they've been fighting it for like three and a half years like right after they stopped touring mm-hmm. so yeah uh the 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 what am i trying to say the outreach of support from musicians and drummers since uh his passing has been crazy i've seen some stuff from uh dave grohl and uh taylor hawkins from foo fighters just talk about like there was a reason he was called the professor and i think taylor hawkins was like i mean he he goes neil pert had god's hands there's end of story mm-hmm. like that's what he had so but no uh the rock world lost a really big huge fucking legend uh i'm sad to, that i'll never get to see rush live but a uh, little psa i know a lot of people sometimes you're in tough times, but if you can do any support, if you ever want to look at a charity to support to or something like that, do it for the cancer, any kind of cancer association or something like that. Cause cancer's fucking sucks. I've never seen a good story come out of cancer. So, Speaking <laughs> except of cancer, survi- 
Except surviving it. Speaking Uh-oh. of cancer, guess who has skin cancer? Who? Brett Michaels. Oh. I'm... I don't want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as of yesterday, Poison's frontman Brett Michaels has released the following statement: uh, He has skin cancer. Don't you fucking cancel the show that I bought tickets for? No. <laughs> nah. Hopefully, it's not major. Hopefully, it's something they can take care of. And as of January 11th, to follow up on what I was saying. Um, the new band to join the tour is Turk, uh, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. Never heard of them. I, I think that this is a case of like, this band is also on the same la- uh, label that Motley Crue is on yeah. and they just inserted them in. This is going to be a six hour concert. Even if it goes six hours and it actually starts at It's going to be longer like, than six hours. It's going to be way longer than six hours. Because every one of these bands, minus that last one you just said, is probably going to f- play a full fucking hit set. Yeah. it Like, the first band will probably have a 30 to 45-minute set. Joan Jett will probably have a 45-minute set. Everyone else will have at least an hour. And the two headliners are going to be upwards to two hours. Plus, yeah. you have all that in between time for the Set roadies. Up, break down. Yep. Exactly. To take the, the kits off and put the, old, the new ones in. Guess like, what Smart Corey did? Smart Corey did not get floor tickets. <laughs> I got to see. That's a really so. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everyone that's in the mosh pit. Mosh pit. Well, for Motley I mean, Crue. I mean, look, man. <laughs> look. First off. That was a thing back in the 80s, and you can't Yeah, deny that. it was. Like, True. I mean, I've gone to Foo Fighters t- concerts. Like, we were on – we were. Me, I took my brother to a Foo Fighters concert where we were on the floor right there by the stage. I think we were, like, standing up for two and a half hours, and I was literally – like, my legs were fucking killing me. Like, my yeah. shins were crying. <laughs> now, ever since I went to that fucking uh, Macedon, Deftones, Alice in Chains <laughs> – uh, concert. Ooh, that's a good concert. Oh, it was great. Probably the best concert I've ever been to. But ever good. since that concert, I will never go. I will never not have a seat at a concert unless it's like a bar. Yeah. So the first one, the the Kill Switch Engage concert and the Rise Against, I was like, never again am I going to be in on the floor. And then I went to System of Down. And then System of Down, I was like, never again will I be on the floor. And I've not been on a floor since then. So that System of Down concert was fucking... I was the wall to the mosh pit. Nice. Like, like, so my friend that I work with at the corporate office, she was standing to my right, and the pit started. And I said, nope. And I moved her to my <laughs> left. I was like, there's no... Like, no offense, Alana. Like, you're a strong woman, but I don't know if you can hold up a mosh pit wall. <laughs> So, and she was like, no, thank you. And then I was just pushing people back in. Like, it was fucking awesome. It was Did they really do good. a wall of death? Probably not. It's no, not at System of Down. There's no fucking wall of death. But they did do a fucking, like, at one point, uh, what was his name? Darren? Darian? Uh, lead guitarist. He was yeah. telling everyone just to run around in the pit. So people were just running in a circle. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then you got that shit. you got that two those two motherfuckers trying to go the opposite direction and just <laughs> running into people. That's that's Darwinism. That's natural selection <laughs> at its finest. 
Go go the Dude. opposite direction in a fucking circle pit. Watch sure, what yeah. fucking happens. You're gonna get clotheslined. Yeah, I felt really bad for their opening band because no one was paying attention to them. Like I can't even tell you what their music sounded like. They were up there for a little bit. The lights went down. They set things up. The lights went back up, and we all shit ourselves because System of a Down came on stage. You know, that's just part of the nature of being in a low-tier band that just so happens to go on tour with a mid-to-high-tier band. Like, it happens. Like, that's no one's fault but the band itself. You have to be engaging enough for people Mm -hmm. to give a shit about you. Well, at the Killswitch concert, or the it's a, it's so it's still so weird that Killswitch opened for Rise Against, but there was Rise a, Against is without a doubt a bigger band. I get yeah, I guess you're right, but there was a third band or like a third band that opened before Killswitch, and I don't know what this band's name was, and I can't like their music was heavy, but the front man was fucking insane, man. He was like. Song one, he's jumping out in the crowd. There was like this balcony because it was at like a barbecue place in Austin that was like that had balconies and shit on the outside. He runs up on the balcony and he goes to like people thought he was going to jump off the balcony and like people were holding his legs and he's just hanging upside down singing. I was like, this dude's fucking nuts. That's the front man (laughs) from Let Live. That's the band that you saw. Is that what it is? He's insane. That dude was fucking crazy. He needs to be locked up. He's he's kind of <laughs> out of his mind. But I remembered him. So <laughs> Yeah, they they've got decent music. They're okay. Did you um, look up the tour that I was talking about? I did. It's really easy to do that. You two bands yeah. that usually don't tour with each other find out what the third one is. Yeah, Let Live I think they're from California. I didn't look into that, but yeah. I do. I, I know. I know of them, and I know that he's kind of nuts. <laughs> kind of overshadowed the music because I don't remember what their music sounded like. So I mean, that's what happened with Corey Taylor when he uh, was with Slipknot in the early days. Yeah. Uh, he. You want to talk about a madman, Corey Taylor, and just really the rest of the fucking band. Yeah. Like, the uh, other eight people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cron and Mick Thompson and fucking, they're all like fucking nuts. There's footage from 1999. I don't remember if it was the Family Values Tour, but they were on one of the sideshows and they had a massive fucking uh, audience. And they yeah. were just like on this shoddy little little stage in the middle of a fucking parking lot. It's a hundred degrees. <laughs> They're all in jumpsuits, and Corey yeah. Taylor is just jumping up and down constantly, screaming at the top of his fucking lungs. Like I'm not a Slipknot fan, uh, but, but it was hype. <laughs> it was hype. It was absolutely. There was hype. probably some drugs involved. <laughs> probably, like yeah. early Slipknot from uh, Eat Mate Kill Repeat to Iowa. One of the best frontmen I've ever seen, and he's still on fire. He was actually Corey Taylor's in that uh, "In Search of Darkness" to, or documentary. I, I believe that. I believe uh, that. He's a huge no, horror fan. Yeah, but no, like Iowa. You bring up Iowa, and I'm like, well, talking about Megavisions, Resident Evil, the first movie was the thing that got me into Slipknot mm-hmm. because I heard "Wait and Bleed," and I was like, what the fuck? My buddy Adam, my best friend at the time, where uh, his name was Adam. He bought the – that was the time where I bought the Mudvayne CD that I talked about. LD50? And he bought – it's the one that has not crawling on it or Dig? not falling on it. 
Yeah. And uh, he bought the Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 1 soundtrack. And it's like half of it's Slipknot. <laughs> and and yeah. I was just like, that opened up my eyes to like, music's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's what ends up happening when like, you finally branch out outside of the shit that your parents or your siblings listen mm-hmm. to. Like yep. I was a very, I, I think I've talked about it, but I'm, I'm very fortunate to have siblings and family that listen to all different types of music. Cause I'm kind of uh, in touch with a little bit of everything. My mom was more of the country gospel. My dad was more of the hard rock. My yeah. first sister, punk rock. My other sister, she was more into industrial. Um, so I got a taste of a little bit of everything, but like when I first listened to Slipknot in 2001, um, it was just that was my gateway band. Yeah, and at that I time, I still listen to Slipknot. Uh, I I'll listen to shit that they come out with, but it's Neil not Forte really, was super good. Like that's that a one good song. song was good. That's a that, I don't know what's on the rest of the album, but mm-hmm. Neil Forte is fucking good. <laughs> I would argue that's the best song on there outside of Solway Firth. Um, that the the closer is really solid in my I'll opinion. I have to listen to it. Um, but that but was my, my cousin was band that one to get into all the other hard shit. And now now I I'm listening to fucking black metal. I'm arguing with fucking yeah. YouTubers. I'm like, no, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> my cousin was the one. She got me. I rem- I remember the day I got in her car and Prison Song came on, and I was like. Prison sex, this? prison song prison from System song. of Down. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. First song off of Toxicity, and I was like, "What is this?" And she goes, "It's System of Down. I'm about to blow your fucking mind." And I was like, "Oh!" Like she got me into like Link, like that Hybrid Theory. I had never heard of Linkin Park before, and I like we I fucking I think I had three copies of Hybrid Theory because I just ran them out. Hybrid like, Theory I, was like a spiritual moment for me because. Like, all my friends listened to hip-hop, but my roots were based in rock and roll. And when I heard Linkin Park, (laughs) I'm like, why not both? What's this rapcore genre? (laughs) Yeah. And then I just start digging and digging, looking for that shit. And I got into Mudvayne and Seven Dust and uh, Korn and all the other shitty little new metal bands. Uh, Do you know that Korn found Limp Bizkit? Yes, I did know that. Like they were on tour, like they were in Florida or something. It's in their Sound fault. Play. It's their yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like Jonathan Davis. He's he's another one that should be on uh, in search of darkness because he's all yeah. into the like the horror shit. But it's his fault. Limp Biscuit was a little. I've heard of some provocative shit happening at some of their concerts. Yeah. Uh, if anything. Fred Durst knows how to grab the public's attention. Don't get me wrong. He is a very intelligent businessman. Like, that man is rich. And I think he directed the, a movie recently. I don't know about that. I'd believe Travolta it. In it. I'd believe it. I would definitely believe it because he's got his hand in a little bit of everything. Like, he, he he's a very business savvy guy. And even I think even the lead guitarist, I forget what his name is, but he's also like really fucking good. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's solo stuff or he's a part of a different band, but I heard he's like insane. Like he's actually a very talented guitarist. Limp Biscuit cool. sucks as a group. <laughs> but 
But yeah. individually, <laughs> individually, they're they're yeah. the shit. All right. Well, that's all I've got for my week. Yep. Yep. Is this time to do the thing that we're always doing? Let's do the news, the part where everyone falls asleep at. Yeah, or argues with us. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, so this first one, this first segment that we have, basically, is it's the fucking age of delays, apparently, because uh, the first one we have on the docket is Cyberpunk 2077 developer. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, my, my brain went dumb, is uh, going to be delayed until, I believe, what, September? Yep, September t- 17th. 2020 yep yep uh following the announcement of the delay cyberpunk 2077 cd project hosted a conference call for investors to address the situation during the call the developers management team provided interesting insight into the state of the game and the plans moving forward first of all we hear more about the developers ambitions with the game so basically they're just talking about that the delay is not because they're trying to put multiplayer into the game or anything like that the delay is to work on the main storyline I don't think it's the main storyline per se. Um, This is what they said in a quote. They said uh, on their Twitter post, we are currently at the stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, context, and places to visit. But due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time finishing uh, up the playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months that we need to make the game perfect. So what it sounds like is, like, outside of, like, getting the little things done, I think that they're trying to also fix some of the side missions. That's what I'm gathering from it, like, all the side stories and shit like that. Because the focus was, you know, it's full of stories and content and places to visit. The main storyline sounds like it's done. Okay. Uh, I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. I think Make a lot a of people game. are fine with it. Yeah, I feel like uh, with how the internet has been lately, I don't think Cy- Cyberpunk was they were pro- or CD Projekt Red was probably like, oh god, let's just see how it goes, like because they're gonna kill us for wanting to delay. But no, it's fine. Delays are fine today. Like we've seen how not delaying a game can absolutely be abysmal. Fallout, but. Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect. Uh, to some degree, Pokemon. But Anthem. Yeah. We need to play that since we have copies now. I have a copy. I don't know if you got yours. Uh, I do have my copy. Let's do All it right. this week. Let's play Anthem this week. Okay, I'll try. We'll see. <laughs> we'll stream it. Shit show. But uh, no, this, I believe this is a good thing. Uh, like we said to Twitter and everybody else. There are some people that are like... I. Let me pull it up. I have to pull it up because I read it. It was the first one. so this person says, for real, I just got holiday for the April release time. Nah, man, I am just one man, and it will mean nothing to your company, but I won't buy it anymore. I will probably watch streams, but I have no holiday left. So for me, it's impossible to play this game anyway. Uh, that thread is funny because they just go in on him. You so. know, I think that's a little bit unfair. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's fucking dumb, too, but I'm not in his position. You know what I mean? I can. Yeah, it's true. I can. You don't know what that person's going through, and I think that people forget that. Um, but you, a video game company isn't going to revolve their release date around because you took some time off. Yeah, no, that's that. He <laughs> is making something 
that is a business decision extremely personal i get it yeah. i i understand yeah. where he's coming from it's unfortunate and that's that's really all you can say about it like it's unfortunate yeah. Like, for people like you and me, we're like, oh, this is fine. I can just play all the backlogs that I have because I have a shit ton of backlogs. I don't know if I'll ever get through my backlog. I won't. It's I daunting. Won't. That, it's going into my children's lives. They must finish it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be part of my will is you have Son, to Son, I bought this for you. What is you, what is this Uniracers <laughs> bullshit? I don't want to. Fuck it. off. <laughs> <laughs> if they ever remake Uniracers, I am dead because <laughs> that game is not great. No, they're going to be like, Doom 87, you must play before you have a child. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is a good thing. Uh, so going in, like going with the next one, too, Final Fantasy VII also got delayed until, I believe, April. Uh, the original release date was, what was the original? original March 3rd. Like, oh, it's only like like a month and a half, It's only maybe. a month. This, is, this yeah. is actually like a really good thing because Final Fantasy VII going into Resident Evil 3, going into Cyberpunk 2077... That Bro. quarter two would be insane. Doom Eternal comes out March 20th. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, there's something that's coming out like early February. Uh, uh, the Bayonetta Vanquish thing. Yeah, that. And I, I want to play that because I have the Yakuza stuff is coming out oh, in February. It is. Yeah. I have to buy it now that I bought all the fucking games. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. And I think they don't they give you a case for Yakuza Five. There's one of the Yakuza's. Yes, they are, and I think they're also making a case for the collection. But um, there's one game, one of the Yakuza's that I'm absolutely going to play um, on the PS3 because okay. the voice actor got edited out because he got caught with cocaine or some shit like that. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. And I want to play that game as is. Yeah. I feel but, you, but no. For Square Enix, yeah. uh, they anu- they announced that uh, the global release date will be April tenth, twenty twenty. There's a message from the team. It says, "We know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been pa- waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans have been waiting for, des- uh, f- been waiting for, deserve." Okay. We have decided to move the release date to April 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone. Yada, yada, yada. The press release is what they're basically saying. Like, this is normal how, you know, we're it's coming out a little bit later. Thank you for understanding. It's only a month, so, like, main gameplay is probably done like you said they're just polishing shit up uh it's a lot more than cyberpunk cyberpunk was what originally for early this quarter so september that's a half a year so yeah it's it's a good five six months um this i'm just glad that it's actually coming out but when they when they announced that it was going to be episodic i'm like yeah these games might be really short like they're drawing parallels to the Final Fantasy thirteen Nova mm-hmm. Crystalum series. I don't know. This one term. isn't even gonna go all the way to disc one. Well, no, it's it's Midgar. It's it's all it's all Midgar. But remember, they said it's not gonna be a one for one. They're doing a reimagining yeah. of the storyline. So there's right. gonna be you're gonna see similar characters and there's gonna be similar scenarios. But what I'm hoping is that we're still going to get at least 
a 20 to 30 hour game of just story. That's what's important to me because I don't want to end up buying this game and be done with it in 12 hours. That would if you, yeah piss me off. That's why for I'm really all the worried. hype. <laughs> yeah, for all the hype that it was. I mean, it's only been five years since it's been in development. Like yeah, they started development late 2015 when they showed yeah. the E3 trailer of Final Fantasy VII Remake. They hadn't even started development in it. Oh, that's right. They were like, "Look what we're and working then, on. We got nothing." And then originally, CyberConnect Two was working on it and then they mm-hmm. pulled back and started yep. development in-house yep. so they pretty much started from scratch and they admitted it was like yeah we're nowhere with this game and I think with the first top- one they were like this is not what we want <laughs> yeah and then on top of that fucking they're not using the same engine that was used for final fantasy 15 the luminous engine because when tabata left he took that engine with him he had proprietary rights to it they're using ah. unreal engine 4 Oh, man. So, like, the good thing is, is that in, in addition to the team that's working on Final Fantasy VII, they also have now the team that was working on Kingdom Hearts III. Yep. Um, Nomura is heading that project um, along with some help from the guy who originally did Final Fantasy VII. Um, I mean, I'm just really worried that it's going to feel like an incomplete game. That's my biggest fear because it looks gorgeous. The combat system looks great. I really love it. But I'm really worried about the fucking content that's going to be included. You know? Yeah. Uh, Well, you'll find out in three months. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to Cyberpunk 2077, I really do wonder if the reasoning behind pushing it back to September. Like, I knew that this game was going to be delayed. Because there had been no marketing for it. Very little yeah. marketing. Like, dude, you're three, four months coming out, and I don't see anything. I don't see nothing. ads. Nothing. Um, but I'm really curious if the reason why they're pushing it out is not only to flesh it out, as they say, but prepare it for uh, next-gen platforms as well. Like, yeah, I think they said in an interview that, that would now that it's being pushed till September, it's highly possible that it will be on the next-gen's. Yeah, I mean, the de- CD Projekt Red didn't confirm that, but September, November, November is probably going to be when the Too PS5 coincidental. Uh, Series X comes out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and which, if that happens, uh, I really hope that it's not the case where they don't tell anyone until after the new consoles come out and then they get announced. Because if I buy the PS4, PS5 version, knowing that there's a superior version coming out, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. So I hope that they announce that ahead of time because I plan on getting both new consoles at launch. Jesus. I'm not – I can't do it. (laughs) I can't. I'm saving up for it. It's not like, oh, let me just drop this money. No, I'm saving up for it. (laughs) I'm not going to be a complete piece of shit. Yeah, but – at least now we start to see that delays like this goes back to crunch too. Like you don't want, like you want the delays, you want the official delays to be pushed, like to be announced so that you can work on this stuff instead of being like, we got one month. Everyone's got to work 20 hour days. And mm-hmm. like, so cause crunch has been a big talking point last year. And, so and I they, hope it's they that. talked about it and it's, they they admit it was like look crunch is part of the the culture of game yeah. design so it's it's not like 
these people are taking it easy. They're probably going to have 10, 14 hour days, 16 hour days, just like the people who worked on all the other shit. I just hope yeah. that they're taking care of their employees. I, I know I know what it's like to have super stupid long working days when I was. I also know. <laughs> I, I understand the bullshit. Um, I, I hope that their management is taking care of them. That's what's really yeah. important because that would be really shitty because when you have bad employees or when you have underperforming uh, employees that are not getting the rest that they need, it's going to reflect in your game. It's going to be a shitty product. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of shitty products, uh, <laughs> oh, and now you're on the bandwagon. No, I was just okay. making a joke. So Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out with a new expansion, uh, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Uh, yep. It's going to feature new Pokemon, new Gigantamax uh, forms, more accessories. Um, the first expansion, man, they're really pushing those accessories, aren't they? Well, I mean, they've done it since at least X and Y. Like that was like the big thing about X and Y to me. The fact that I can now customize my like, I didn't care about character customization in any other game <laughs> until Pokemon X and Y. Because it's just like, I could be a cool edge lord now. I don't have to be generic fucking protagonist Chan. No, don't care about the Pokemon shit. in this game. Give me the fucking different Give skin colors. Give me the trench coat. I want to be a fucking loser. <laughs> I want to make it look like no one fucking talks to me. Oh, Lord. Uh, but no, uh, Isle of Armor is slated to launch in June. The theme of the expansion is supposed to be growth, and it'll take the players to the island where they'll encounter a new rival, uh, and an old man named Mustard, Gilar's longest reigning Pokemon League champion, and Leon's former mentor. Ooh, I didn't know that. Uh, the second expansion, the Count, the Count, the Crown Tundra, will follow sometime this fall. The theme yep. is exploration, and it will introduce a new co-op gameplay feature that allows you to explore Pokemon Max Raid dens together with some players. Uh, lurking within these dens are a variety of legendary Pokemon from previous games, as well as a handful of new ones. Man, I've heard they brought, like, a shit ton of legendaries back. There's, I, I saw the list. So if you scroll all the way down. What? <laughs> yeah. It's all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big list. So... Isle of Armor expansion, we got the two original starters back, Bulbasaur line and Squirtle line. Yeah. Uh, Seedra. Uh, Ooh, Magneton, Magnezone. Yep. Uh, Chansey, Blissey, Meryl line, Zoroark Talonflame's line. a big one. Yeah, Talonflame's a big deal. Larvista is a huge one. Volcarona. I, I, I go... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Volcarona, Volcarona was... Huge in fucking X and was it X and Y or was it? I think it was X yes. and Y. It was. Uh, I mean, f it's like fucking quiver dance with anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then we got Rock Rough and Lichen Rock, the new Son Pokemon that they're okay. So I don't know why they didn't show it, but they kept showing off this new Slowpoke, which I didn't give a shit because I think like I don't know about anyone else. I think Slowpoke's the dumbest fucking Pokemon. Like it is? I know, <laughs> I know, but like just from a design standpoint, I hate Slowpoke. 
I think Slowbro is dumb, and Slow King is a waste of time. Like, it bit its head. <laughs> the only reason why Slow King was ever important was from the Pokemon 2000 movie. Yeah, because it could talk. Because it could talk. And then they have fucking Ryu and Ken as new Pokemon. Basically, yeah. You it's the same Pokemon, but it's different, like, stances, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't care because I got my boy Blastoise back, so I'm happy about that. Uh, with the Crown Tundra expansion, we get a lot of uh, some returning Pokemon. You get, like, the Nidoran uh, lines. You get male and female. You get your Zubat, Golbat, and Crobat. There you go. Crobat's cool. Uh, Electivire's really good. Yep. Walrein's really good, too. That's a really good fucking... Oh, we get Metagross! Yes! Garchomp. so good. Garchomp Garchomp. was a big deal to me. Yep. Uh, Jesus Christ. And then the legendaries. It's basically all of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so we don't get Mew. We get Mewtwo. But Mew's in the game because of the Pokey thing from... The Pokeball thing from uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Oh, yeah. They allowed that transfer. Yeah, they're allowing the transfer. But, um, man, also Galarian uh, versions of Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. Zapdos looks the coolest out of those. He's like, fuck flying. I'm going to run fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new Pokemon that we have. Uh, we have Galarian, Slowking. Uh, yay. Calyrex, Galarian, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and then an un- two unknomed Reggie uh, ones. So it looks like we have an electric Reggie, and I can't remember what the other Reggie it is. It looks like a dark form Reggie. Is that like the one that kind of, is it like red and black or something yeah. like that? Yeah. But no, that's not bad. Uh, hopefully this is bringing back, because, you know, they're like, never, we'll never bring the national decks. And I'm like, well, this is a pretty fucking strong start. Like uh, the, the biggest issue is, is that they're bringing back Landorus, and that's just going to ruin the meta all over again. Oh, yeah. All that stuff is, like, of course, maybe they wanted, like, other Pokemon that originally wouldn't shine to shine for a little bit. But once all this shit backs in there, fuck them. They're getting kicked back to the curb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. This brings an issue where I remember Jim Sterling coming out with a video, like, maybe a day or two after this announcement. And he was just like, the Pokemon games have always been shit or had really shitty business practices <laughs> because, you know, you have to buy two games in order to get all the, the Pokemon, which I like Jim Sterling. I think the argument is stupid because Pokemon itself is supposed to be a multiplayer community based game. Yeah, it even was back in the day with the Link. The, the way that I see it is like. You're looking at the game from this viewpoint that single player experience. If this was a single player experience, then yeah, I would understand your argument in saying like Pokemon has had always had shitty business practices. Sure, man, I get it. Still um, makes money. <laughs> well, yeah, it makes money, but it's because it's a multiplayer game. It's supposed to be experienced yeah. with other people. The yeah. the trading aspect of it is part of the that. battling yeah i mean you can argue that the battling portion of the game can be mitigated because anybody can battle you can you can play multiplayer on any other game so but for this um 
Pokemon has always like re-released games too. That was another thing that he was talking about. Yeah, like uh, Red and Blue had Yellow version. Yep. Silver and Gold had Crystal. Yep. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire had Emeralds. Uh, there's Platinum version. There's Black Two, White Two. There's. I don't think that X and Y had. No, X and Y didn't thing. have a third one. Sun and um, Moon didn't. Sun and Moon had Ultra, Ultra Sun, Sun Ultra Ultra Moon. Um, I'm surprised and that, and this isn't another game. <laughs> and that's pretty shitty. Don't get me wrong, but I think that yeah. this is a good replacement for it because it's ultimately cheaper. Um, I would I would say that if at this point you're going to do like a uh, like an Ultra Shield, Ultra Sword, or Pokemon Gun version, that that would be dumb. <laughs> That would be really yes. fucking stupid. It would be dumb, Chris. <laughs> uh, what's your stance on this should have been part of the main game versus a $30 DLC? I think that this should be a $30 DLC. Okay. I think that Pokemon Sword and Shield as itself fulfills the $60 price tag. Okay. Um, I think that there's enough content in there to justify it. What about the fact that they're that the Pokedex is not filled? What about the fact that uh, they're now padding it with the, with these expansions in order for you to get all the Pokemon? Yeah, that's an argument that I think that that could be a val- valid argument, one hundred percent. That entire argument or the stance that the Pokemon Company was making, saying that they didn't have enough time to make all the pokemon that's complete bullshit especially after this this proves it (laughs) yeah absolutely they they were planning on doing this well in advance um i just would like to see um the isle of armor and the crown tundra to be worth the thirty dollars, to be really to be worth the fifteen dollars, because it's going to be like each, fifteen yeah. or twenty dollars each. You get them both for thirty bucks. Um, give the incentive to for people to buy it outside of hey, remember all those Pokemon that we held ransom? Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. Still for sixty dollars, five hundred Pokemon isn't that bad, and the game's been doing really well. So yeah, no, like uh, I mean, I'm gonna buy it. So I need to I stopped playing Pokemon because I was like, that's the World of Warcraft thing. I was like, I'm not going to play competitively. I need to stop doing this. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I I enjoyed playing Pokemon for the storyline. And if the storyline for the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra is worth it, then, yeah, I'll buy I'll buy in. But if it's just like extra assets, I don't play Pokemon competitively. There would yeah, be I think no it might be like extra, extra like wild areas and stuff like that. So yeah, like the fir- the Isle of Armor sounds like it has a storyline, but is it? Yeah, is it worth it? The Crown Tundra just sounds like exploration. Uh, I I was looking at I was looking at the video some more. It looks like there's exploration, but there's like underlying fucking shit you're gonna find and all that stuff. So I mean I don't know. A lot of people are saying that it should have been part of the main game, but that's the that's the debate that will always be. So, I, I mean, if if that's the case, why would you buy yellow, crystal, emerald, platinum, black two, yeah. white two? I feel like with yellow, though, the reason that people bought yellow was because of the show. It was because of the show. That's valid. It had Team Rocket in it. You had Pikachu. Like, but 
other than that, like you had updated sprites, gameplay was still the same, but like it was the show that drove that game. Pikachu was big, Team Rocket was in the game, even though they were very minor. Like their meowth wasn't even like it was just a normal meowth in the game. So, but I'd buy that. Crystal has a different storyline too. It has a more robust storyline and all that stuff. But yeah, but then that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so. With the exception of Black 2, White 2, because technically mm. that is a true continuation of Black. Okay. Um, all the other games, from what I understand, is like you can replace Crystal uh, or you could replace Gold and Silver with Crystal. It's like yeah. they're all part Those of the Those early ones thing. you could. Yeah. Um, same thing with Emerald because it was a combination of Ruby and Sapphire. I haven't played Platinum, so I can't say that because I've only played Diamond and Pearl. I own Platinum. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. But Black 2, White 2, it literally says, hey, the events of Black happen before Black 2. So if you want an understanding of the entire story, play both. Which Black is the superior one. I don't care what anyone says. All right. Are you ready for your Inteleon with a fucking water rifle? Yo, that is so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> you sound like a big old baby. I don't care. The way it's so cool. <laughs> I don't care. Like, Yo, I, when I saw Rillaboom, I was like, okay, Rillaboom looks fucking sweet with the big drum set. But Okay, so that – I'm going to say that should have been in the main game because those are your starters, man. The Gigantamaxes, the yeah. The Gigantamaxes for your starters, that should have been in the game. <laughs> fucking Cinderace is just out of fucking fireball. Oh, it's dumb. I hate he's that just one. Sta- Dude, stupid. it reminds me of – no, it reminds me of Gurren Lagan so much because he's just standing on top of it. I'm like, yeah, I can get down with this. <laughs> like, and, like, he's – uh, Inteleon is also the same way, but he does not get like any bigger. He's the same size. No, it's just, just this really tall. fireball that just grows. Oh, you're talking about Cinderace, yeah. Yeah, Cinderace. Inteleon is just like, like he's sniping. It, it's dumb. He's just on a giant platform. It's his tail. Oh, it's his tail. It's his tail that lets him go all the way. Like he's standing on his tail. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and Rillaboom's just like, let's fucking go, Neil Park. I'm naming, I'm restarting, I'm restarting my Pokemon sword, and I'm naming my fucking starter Neil. Neil Pert. Man, so many, like, sound-based Pokemon in this expansion, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Rillaboom, you got Toxtricity, you got a bunch of Pokemon. Like, there's even a move called Throat Chop. That will, if you use it against a Pokemon that uses sound-based moves, their sound-based moves lose 50% power. <laughs> I- I'm going to say that would be really dumb for Rillabloom because he plays on a drum. Yeah, but they're sound-based. They're not getting that specific with it, Chris. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You got to do, like, wrist chop and, like, fucking break his wrist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anyway. Yep. We good? We good. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Sony is to skip E3 again for the second year in a row. Uh, Sony has announced just months away from E3 that it will not be attending this year for the second time. Uh, To quote, after thorough evaluation, SIE, or Sony Sony Interactive Entertainment, has decided not to participate in E3 2020. 
We have a great deal of respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel that the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon the global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel a part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to the PS4. And with the upcoming launch of the PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a, uh, a year of celebration with our fans. I didn't expect them to be at E3 this year. Even with the new consoles, I really didn't expect them to be there. I I think it's weird. Like, I understand why they didn't go last year. Um, but it at its core, E3 is a trade show. Um, and with them coming out with new hardware, like CES 2020, you know, technology yeah. trade show, I would right. understand why they would go to that. But to not go to E3, that is super red flag saying Sony does not give a shit about what E3 is about anymore. I mean, E3 what, is a lot different. What the ESA is anymore. Yeah, you're right. Um, the e, the ESA, uh, not the ESA, but E3 has changed dramatically. Uh, its relevance is going down the shitter. It's all about influencers now. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. It, that's dumb. They're still doing that shit. They're doing that shit for when people are waiting in line. They'll have like... Oh, like it, like play. I think I was listening to Giant Bomb. They were talking about how, like, I think it was last year where they were like, "Oh, you could sit here and play this basketball game with this actual basketball player." I'm like, I don't care. Like, show me. I don't care about that. Like, most people that are going to E3, like, they want to see the games or they want to see like. We don't mind waiting in line for shit. We don't need to be getting with like that influencer. I think they were talking about like. If you liked what you saw, like make sure to rate this interaction or some other shit like that. And it's it's real weird. Uh, you should go listen to Giant Bomb's most recent episode because they talk about it a little bit better than I can. But mm -hmm. it's just it's really weird how they're trying to just make people do basically likes and retweets on situations like this currency that doesn't exist but that's become the main focus for E3 now is like the influencers and the publicity of shit instead of the actual games and the actual hardware and shit like that. Yeah, that's that's a strange move to be quite honest. Um I don't so know. Maybe this is Sony like saying like maybe maybe this is Sony saying for last year everyone was like, "Oh, they're going to understand why we're not going because, you know, we don't there's they don't show games at E3 anymore." But this is even a bigger thing. Like now they're going to realize, oh shit, we really, like you said, we don't give a shit about E3 anymore. We have a brand new system coming out and we're still not going to E3. They're going to every other trade show but E3. And E3 They're making has, a statement. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% a statement. Um yeah. like I don't know about the US like outside of PAX uh any other major trade show is pax even considered a trade show yeah i remember pax south has a, a big floor where you can go and look at the new shit coming out and all that stuff so it's I, okay show. but like nothing else in the u.s to my knowledge 
is like E3 because E3 is tailored towards video games. Like the next closest thing that I can think of is the New York Toy Show. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering, but, too, because I'll oh, go ahead. But like Gamescom in Germany is huge, massive. Tokyo Game Show still going That's strong. humongous. Yeah. Uh, I just think that in the U.S. they realize that starting with Nintendo, that there's no point. There's no need. Do Nintendo Directs. Do it directly Sony to directs. the consumer. <laughs> You'll save money that way. Yeah. So I was thinking too, maybe because uh, Sony's a lot different now. Like I think a lot of their main base stuff is coming out of Sony, like the the new the head department. Yeah, it's all Europe based now. So maybe they're just like they're trying to pull like out of that stuff too. Like I said, Giant Bomb talks about this too, but it's it, Sony now is a lot different than it was ten years ago. Sony now is a lot different than it was two, three years ago. With Sean sure, Layton yeah. leaving, like yeah. Sean Layton was a huge uh, multiplier to the relevance that Sony had during the seventh gen- console generation or mm-hmm. eighth console generation. I don't remember which one we're in right now. Um, like massive. Like he was Reggie for Sony. And, and now <laughs> this, I think his name is Jim Ryan. He's yeah. completely different approach. Completely. Like he it's back to the business suit and tie style. The the video games the video game company segregations. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it's it's daunting to see yeah. where Sony is going. And I think they might lose a little bit of face on that one. Phil Spencer and uh Microsoft will be there at E three. Yeah, but what else are they going to fucking do? Like, they don't have the advantage at this point. They need to earn back the advantage. And at, during the I tail ends, the... well, they were gaining back. Like, they they're were gaining. I think back they're still gaining good, back right now. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of goodwill that they lost in early Xbox One. Yeah, that yeah. they have recovered a significant amount. Within the last two, two, three years. And I would say um, a lot of it is because of Phil Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Phil Spencer for president, yo. If he could do that with a video game company. <laughs> Imagine what he can do for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, it's... But it's it's weird. It's, it's a weird place that we're in because Sony is like trying to flip the script while coming out with a brand new console. Uh, Xbox is hungry for yeah. that territory that they lost. Nintendo's and Nintendo just <laughs> is just fucking there. Like, Nintendo is more irrelevant now to the console war, but still... A major player. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, we're here too, and we're just going to eat into both of your territory, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Because I mean, I know... I was going to say, we didn't go over the, we didn't have a show last week, but one of our docket points for last week was the new uh, Nintendo Switch model coming out. Yeah, it's all but confirmed. Like, I I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Like, they were saying, like, they were looking into 4K support, not 4K games, but 4K support, like, upscaling. Um, Faster processor, better, maybe better online. Maybe that was one of the things that they said that they want to see out of it. 
And we know that this has been something that's going to be coming out ever since the rumors with the Switch Lite and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna. This is gonna be their way to try and compete with the next gen, like PS Five and the Xbox, uh, the new one. I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> Series Xbox X. Xbox yeah. Series X. The Xbox. Oh, the S. The the Xbox Sex. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, they'll come out with that. I don't know if I'll. I might buy the new one. We'll see. I got a buddy. Uh, Scotty needs a Switch. So. <laughs> if I buy this one, that's coming out, I will give Scotty my old switch what we need to buy is the switch killer <laughs> we didn't talk about that oh, the either. alienware <laughs> that alienware That's switch dumb. i'm like how did you get away with doing any like did, did, did nintendo not patent any of this model <laughs> that is it's the if, nintendo switch for pc <laughs> i'm pretty sure that those controllers like disconnected too like they they had docks yeah he pulled them off yeah and, like, and he put them onto a dock controller don't Dude. get me wrong it looks amazing oh yeah like it cool looks shit. real nice and it's, it's not just a video cool. game system it's like a fucking laptop like you can access other shit on it mm-hmm. but there's some fucking lawyers getting involved somewhere on that one <laughs> they need to like no shit they fucking need to but they need to after we get ours. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what's important. Like, it needs if to hit the market. If they get cease and desist, we need to have them first because ours become valuable. Exactly. <laughs> and we, as anyone knows, we're better than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, E3 looks like it might be going down the shitter. So we'll see how it goes. That's fine. Fuck them. I don't care. Yep. Let's make up our new one, our new fucking E3. It's going to be better E3. <laughs> With blackjacks and hookers. Yep. Blackjacks, right. plural. Two of them. All right. <laughs> 2.0. So going back <laughs> to fucking what we were talking about earlier in this show, uh, we fucking, there is a rumor mill going around that the PlayStation 5 will play all legacy home consoles, which would include your PlayStation 4, your PlayStation 3, your PlayStation 2, and your PlayStation 1. Uh, that would be really cool if they did it. Yeah. But do I do I want... So here's the thing. I'm all for... I'm all for having that, being able to just play everything on one console. I'll play all my obscure, you know, well, I say my obscure, but people will want to play their obscure titles that didn't get digital launches on, like, the PlayStation 4, you know, the greatest hits and all that stuff. But uh, I don't want it to suffer, like, the game, it like, the system itself to suffer just because we wanted to put backwards compatibility in it. That has always been my argument. I think that at the point that we're at now, that is not really a worry. Um, emulation has come a long way, especially with the PlayStation 3, because the PlayStation 3 was very difficult to emulate. Um, yeah. Usually, with in the case of like the PlayStation 1 the PlayStation 2, uh, emulation caught up really, really quick. Yeah. Uh, PS3 was always very volatile. And I, that was something that I always, like, kept in the back of my mind. Like, if this was going to work, the one that they really need to worry about is PlayStation 3, not PlayStation 2. When the PlayStation 3 was, like, their early models that were backwards compatible with the PlayStation 2, like, yeah. that was a firmware issue. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was very difficult. It was very volatile. Not all your P- PS2 games worked. Um, it was very expensive. 
Like there was a lot involved when they um, emulated or had the PS2 games backwards compatible. Like PS1, that's easy. Those are tiny files. Like, and and you had the classics uh, coming out, classic support online. Yeah. PS1 is not the issue, and I don't even think that PS2 is the issue because as consoles and PCs start to merge closer and closer and closer together, um, those issues are going to go away. But emulation-wise for the PlayStation 3 was incredibly difficult, like far more difficult than the, the, the Xbox 360 because you were still able to play uh, pirated games of the 360. Easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't think it's going to be an issue with the PlayStation 4. Um, my question is, is like, if they if they do it, how far are they going to do it? Like, how far deep are they going to go? Because, like, are you going to say, like, only certain PS3 games are going to be uh, compatible? Uh, maybe even yeah, that wasn't that with uh, Xbox 360. There was a list of yeah. Xbox games that could work, and there was a list that couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Like it, even the 360 was the same way because the 360 could play certain OG Xbox games, and yep. there was other ones that it couldn't because they just they just needed to like I guess update the firmware in order to something. make it compatible. But technology has come a long way now, so it has. Like that would be the biggest dream for me because I have everything three entertainment systems, four entertainment like decks uh yeah. in my house just with a shit ton of consoles. I have seventy two consoles. Like <laughs> we there's some of these consoles that we could finally just put up on the museum shelf and not have to worry about yeah. it again. It would yeah. be really nice to do that. Like if I want like if my pompous ass wants to be like, I want to play an original hardware today, I can just <laughs> Dust it off as you tip your fucking top hat and put your monocle on. Yeah, <laughs> like this shit bag that I am. I could. Just I understand it. It's that. just easier. It's easier to just look over and be like, I have three systems right now that can play everything that has ever existed on any of those platforms, and we're good. Uh, I mean, hopefully Xbox does it too. They've been talking about the uh, backwards compatibility with the the Xbox. Xbox, X. I think, is going to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, they've supported backwards compatibility yeah. pretty consistently, but it's always been selective. I don't want selective. I want it all. You know who doesn't give a fuck? I want it all. I want it now. You know who doesn't give a fuck? Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> they can, but that's yeah. the thing. Like, how are you going to do it? Every single iteration of their shit to come out has always been on a different format, with the exception of the Wii to the Wii U, because those are true, legit discs. Yeah. But NES cart to Super NES cart to To N64 N64, to GameCube to the Wii family to Switch, there's no backwards compatibility. Yeah. Anywhere. Like, I I don't care. Game Boy shit, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, the only thing that I want out of Nintendo, or out of anybody, is a way that I can play my 3DS and DS games on the TV. Like, when I was at MAGFest, did you did you go into the, uh, the, the fucking museum? The museum? Uh, I was there for a little bit, but they, me and Connor left because I think we were meeting up with... They oh, it was had, a tournament. They had a proprietary 
capture device for yeah, the intelligence you told me systems. About that. Yeah. Oh, it's just like I need this. Yeah. Give me so I want to be able to capture like I can capture all of my systems that I have right now through Elgato. Give me a way that I can fucking do it on DS 3DS games. Yeah. I can't like, even put those in my retro freak. I, I understand that emulation for those games has also come a long way. Like you can you can get emulation for DS. Easy. Yeah. But I've 3DS, it. <laughs> it's hit and miss. Like Citra, it's it's really good, but it A, it's not optimized. And B, there's like a like a seventy percent fail rate. Like yeah. oh, we can only get to the main screen on this game. You know? <laughs> Thanks for coming to my stream, everybody. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, we got this to work for five minutes. There we uh, go. That's a win. And then I know that they had NTR, which was a streaming application for the 3DS, which now doesn't work with the new update because people were using it to crack other games. But even then, like, if I wanted to stream Xenoblade Chronicles for the 3DS, I couldn't do it because the frame rate would go to fucking shit yeah because it couldn't handle it because the way that you would stream was via wi-fi and i can't find any 3ds capture devices anywhere they used to exist in the early days they were out there but everyone's like oh you don't need it you don't need to pick it up because the only people that are streaming 3ds games are the pokemon fans no and those are compatible with citra apparently so they're just like, oh, you don't need one. I'm like, no, fuck you. I want one. Yeah, you used to be able to mod your 3DSs. Like you could send, you could literally send your 3DS into somebody. They would fix. Like you, they, you would just mod it, mm-hmm. and you could capture. Yeah. Like I've watched like fucking Game Grumps and shit have done it. They have some that they've done. Like what was it the the Pokemon Art Game Art Academy or whatever? They streamed that or they made videos with that. So yeah, they had, I, had some kind of capture device with it. I would play. I would pay good money. For either uh, a modded 3DS or another capture device. Like, Hyperkin needs to start working on that. Fuck this N64 thing. I can hook it up to my Frame Master <laughs> and we'll be golden. Yeah, we're fine. I, I got to go through my go fucking do box the 3DS into my thing. Yeah, yeah, go do the 3DS thing. If someone or... were to come up with one, that's they're going to make some money. Like, yeah. you're, they'll make some money off of it, so... But no, like it's gonna be really cool if PlayStation goes along with it. Like, it would be really nice just to have everything in one thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be super sweet. But again, like I said, hopefully, like I want them to focus on PlayStation Five and make it good. And I always look at backwards compatibility as a secondary thing. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want it to impact it. So, but I think that's all we got for the news. That's it for news. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk Mandalorian or you want to do questions? Uh, podcast is going a little long this week. We'll do Mandalorian. Maybe maybe we should do something separate. We'll talk about it later. Okay. We won't do it on this episode, though. That's fine. Because we, we're very long-winded. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But, uh, let's hit questions then. Yeah, uh, we got to start uh, asking them questions earlier. <laughs> yeah, after getting yelled at. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so question number one question number one we have six questions but it's you know five or from one person (laughs) yeah uh from scotty mo what did you get me for my birthday on january 14th bonus can you guess how old i'm turning uh i bought you a switch in august when i buy my switch pro that's what you get just wipe off the stains exactly uh you're like 35 i don't know 34 i think we talked i'm gonna say 
I'm going to go, I'm going to say 36. I'm probably going to get in trouble for it, but I'm going to go, go with 30, 34. I'm going to go too lower. I'm doing the podcast question. Let me pull them up. Uh, what did I get you for your birthday? Uh, if I decide you to give you this Mega Man or not Mega Man, but this Bomberman plushie, which I probably won't because this thing's pretty dope. But uh, <laughs> look, I don't look at me. Don't I'm you not, judge me? I'm not looking at you. No, you. I fuck you. Uh, I got you my friendship. I got you. I'm streaming again next week. There's your birthday gift. <laughs> Uh, I already bought you a hoodie. I bought you a Bomberman hoodie. God, That's you fucking just like two clown the shit out of me on that, man. I was like, hey, I got this really cool gift. And you're like, I got him a better one. <laughs> I didn't say that. I know, but like in my head, I was like, That's such a better gift than the one I got. And I know Chris didn't mean to do it, but like Scotty loves that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Absolutely. No, that hoodie's not. that hoodie's actually really fucking dope, so yeah, I have the uh, the Metal Gear Solid one. It's pretty fucking nice. Yeah, that's the shirt you're wearing right now. You're wearing it from Magfest. No, this this you, is this is my uh, my Funky Kong tier shirt. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, those like, those shirts are super nice. It's I know that I paid two hundred and eighty five dollars on the ticket, but I'm just gonna say this is a two hundred and eighty five dollars shirt. <laughs> you didn't pay two eighty five. <laughs> I think I remember you only paid two hundred, right? You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) With all the shit that it came with, it was all useless junk. Everything was garbage. You got that banana. And and the uh, the barrel. Apparently, it has snake. It can play snake on that little itty bitty. Oh, you got the really nice tie, too. Yeah, the tie is on there. Uh, It it was like some designer name, too. Like, it's it's silk. Some of the P, yeah. It's a nice tie. Yeah. But... Um, Question two, what's the best version of the first Doom? It was released on the following. MDS, DOS, Sega 32X, Atari Jaguar, SNES, PlayStation, 3DO, Sega Saturn, Acorn, uh, Archimedes, Game Boy Advance, Xbox 360, TI-84, iOS, Android, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. I mean, I uh, played it on SNES, so <laughs> that's the I'm first gonna, time I played it. I'm going to knock off a few of them right off the bat. Nintendo, Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Take those out because they have issues with Bethesda's uh, Slayers Club. Um, like, okay. you need to be part of the Slayers Club in order to play it. And they have, like, oh, yeah, we know in your between stage <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Uh, TI-84, scratch that. I don't like playing on mobile. <laughs> Uh, I heard that the Game Boy Advance version isn't yeah. that bad. I remember watching. Uh, there was a guy that it was my ninth grade homeroom class. That's all he fucking played was like Doom. Like I was worried for a little bit because all he played was Doom on Game Boy Advance. So, <laughs> okay. but it looked good. Like I watched him play it a few times, and I was like, that looks pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, the Sega Saturn version is absolute garbage. In fact, Scotty has my copy of Sega Saturn Doom. Which I'm still it waiting on you to stream. He played it. I thought he didn't he play it, saying, or he keeps saying he wants he needs to. Play he it. needs to play it, but he hasn't. He might have played it. He might have played it, and not streamed it. Um, no wait, that was a Game Boy version, a Game Boy or something. He got one like he got one like right after you gave him that copy, he got another copy in on a handheld, and I can't remember what it was. It was probably GBA. Yeah, I can imagine the 3DO version being really 
good looking because 3DO games look really good. Like, have you have you seen uh, Street Fighter 2? No, not it's, on 3DO. It's gorgeous. Like, it's dumb. It's the stupidest fucking version because it's five buttons for a six-button game. But... Okay. It's gorgeous. Um, I'm just going to go with the classic MS-DOS. Yeah, that's where it came out on first, right? <laughs> yeah. Came out on PC. I'm going to go with MS-DOS. Yeah, I'll go with that, too. That's where I remember seeing it. That's like Wolfenstein and all that shit, too. So, uh, Number three, do you miss exclusive uh, console-exclusive bonuses? Being a big Transformers fan, I almost bought three versions of Fall of Cybertron for the sake of having all the multiplayer characters possible. Uh, The one that sticks out to me the most was Soul Calibur 2. That one was a console exclusive. Like, you got Link with the GameCube. You got Spawn with Xbox. And then Hayachi with with Takan. And uh, (laughs) that's the only reason I said all this was to say that. Uh, Those I remember, like, not fondly, but I remember those specifically. Do I miss them? (sighs) No, not really. I I like to have everything. Yeah. Again, like... I, I understand, but... The the only console exclusive games that I can recall was Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur two and Soul Calibur four because you had Yoda, Star Killer, and Darth Vader. But apparently, oh, you can download about Star Killer. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't miss it. I think it's dumb. You know, uh, going. Like, I mean, even with that, like pre order stuff too, like. With Anarchy Reigns, for a long time, you couldn't get Bayonetta if you didn't pre-order it. Thankfully, now you can. It's she's mm-hmm. just DLC that you can buy, but it was kind of shit. Like that's a little bit like with pre-ordering. Like either with pre-ordering, I like getting the game early or getting something that's cosmetic mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I pre-ordered this game early. But a specific character. That you can't play because you didn't pre-order the game. A game that didn't get enough publicity for you to even know about it. Like, that's kind of shitty. But yeah. No, nah, I don't miss them. Give me everything. Uh, number four. How close is Corey to accepting Sonic R as a competent racing game? Parsec four-player when? It will not be a competent racer game ever. It's not. I play it. I play it for the comedy. I play it for the haha laughs. That's it. Uh, that was the one I didn't play when I was testing out Gems Collection today. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing Tails Adventure and all these other games, and man, that Game Gear version of Sonic Spinball is garbage. Oh yeah, that's that is so bad. Awful. The I good mean, thing about Sonic Spinball is the music's rad. Like I like the music in that game. It's mm. not. There is no music in the Game Gear. I I don't like Sonic Spinball to begin with, and I definitely don't like the Game Gear version. Tales uh, Adventure was interesting, though. I kept I, I was like, I want to play this more. <laughs> yeah, no, Tales... Out of that package, because I think that Sonic Gems is severely lacking in quality content, um, the only reason to really play it is Tales Adventure, Sonic CD, I guess Sonic the Fighters, even though I don't think it's even that good of a game to begin with. No. You had well before the PlayStation Three port came out, it was like the be- the, only the only way, way that to you play. can play it yeah. at home. But now I would play it on PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. That Sonic Boom, like not Sonic Boom, uh, Sonic CD. I started playing. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's like a Sonic 
2, Sonic 3, but like those cutscenes and music are really good. <laughs> yeah, the the Japanese soundtrack is way better than the American soundtrack. Also, um, I didn't understand the fucking future and past shit. Really? Like I, I've never played Sonic CD. <laughs> like Sonic Sonic Gems was the first time I ever got the chance to play Sonic CD, which by the way, um I know that for a lot of people, especially when I was growing up, they would say Sonic CD's best Sonic game. Those are people who knew that not a lot of people played Sonic CD because not a lot of people had a Sega CD and right. they're fucking assholes and they're lying. They are. They are. Um, Sonic 3 is much better than that game. <laughs> fuck another game. I just don't think that Sonic CD is that good of a game. Uh, it but is the a music mess. and the cutscenes are great. <laughs> the, the music and the cutscenes are pretty cool. That game is a mess. Like it's mm, no, I don't like it. It's making like my it stream bit. that I'm going to be playing on Tuesday. A lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, let's watch this stream that he's streaming this game. Mm-mm. Don't like it. It's um, going to be playing the GB, the Game Gear games. Yeah, play Tales Adventure. That's that's the hidden gem of Sonic Gems. That's don't, really don't tell Metal Jesus. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like it. No, I'm just saying. If you, every time you say hidden gem, I just think of Metal oh, Jesus oh, rocks. Oh, yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, number five, getting ready to watch Beck. Can you guys recommend any other hey. slice of life anime? Slice of life isn't really my thing with anime. Uh, Persona Four anime. That's like a slice. That whole game's like a slice of life game until you get to the weird shit. Uh, there's a game that I think not game an anime. It's not really slice of life as it is comedy. But I love Cromarty High School. I knew you were gonna say it the minute you said it. Cromarty High. Cromarty High is really good. The live action's good too. Um, I would also say I've only read the manga, but Great Teacher Onizuka. Is that the one with the teachers like a yellow person? Wow, that's racist. No, no, no. Like, no, that's another <laughs> anime that I'm thinking of. No, no you're like thinking weird... of Assassination Classroom. That's what it is, yeah. No, Great Teacher Onizuka is from like either the late 90s or the early 2000s. It's about this punk kid that's like part of a, a street gang. And, oh, I think you've told me about he this. He yeah. wants to be a teacher. Like, that's his lifelong dream. And he gets uh, hired by, like, this prestigious school that, you know, is... I don't know if... I don't remember if they were, like, getting ready to shut down or they were understaffed. But they they make him a teacher. They make him a homeroom teacher. And he is the most unorthodox motherfucker (laughs) that they've ever seen. The other faculty is trying to get him fired. They don't want him there. But the principal believes in him. And it is the most wholesome shit I have ever seen. Oh, Lord. Like, GTO, top five anime I have ever seen. Uh, I just kind of looked up Slice of Life anime. And uh, one of the first ones is Mob Psycho or Mob Psycho 100. I've heard that's really good. I don't Uh, know if I'd put that as a slice. Actually, there's a lot of Slice of Life elements because it's all about mob trying to find himself right but then there's some really crazy battle anime bullshit that goes on and it's really cool so. uh they got megalo box as a slice of life i know yes well no so if you took out the boxing of that it is like a slice of life like it's i guess slice of life is like just like normal things that could happen in a real life 
granted, a lot of that Megalo box stuff is like over the top, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's like what Scotty's thinking. I think Scotty like Beck is not like over the. It's like just these guys wanting to try and make a band, mm-hmm. but. No, I don't. I guess Slice of Life isn't really the anime style for me. Uh, I really I watch enjoy... Chobits. I don't think Chobits is a Slice of Life. Uh, Chobits is borderline hentai. Um, you shut up! You shut your mouth. <laughs> I really enjoy Mushishi. Mushishi. I is... think I know what you're talking about. It's really more of like a spiritual, like aren't the episodes different from each other? Yeah, I mean it's like a different. Uh, premise each time. It's not like it's a continuing story of this guy on his travels, but each episode is like its own storyline. I think I watched that on Crackle when I was checking out Crackle at one, like the live TV wow. app. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago because that that anime is not new; like it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I was like, "What's on the anime channel?" I was like, "What the fuck is this Mushishi shit?" So I watched it, and I watched – there was an episode of, like, a raining episode of these people in, like, a rice field or something like that, or I don't know what it was, but I do remember that. But up – what – I think Cromarty High, and then – because that's, that's like, over-the-top slice-of-life anime, though. Because <laughs> um, it's goofy. Yeah. Cromarty High – I don't think slice-of-life is my thing, though. Like, big, giant, dumb robot anime is my thing. For me, it's got to be a comedy. Like it's, it's slice of life, but it ends up being a fucking comedy. Like I guess uh, what it, haven't you heard? I'm Sakamoto or Sakamoto Deska. Uh, yeah, that show is fucking hilarious. It that that's Bayonetta's son if she ever had one. Uh, I guess what's the, isn't there one called Love Hina? Isn't that a uh, was that a slice of life? I, I guess that's a baskets. harem. That's a harem anime, isn't it? Where like there's like yeah. seven chicks that like one guy. Yeah. Uh, fruit baskets. I don't remember what all what fruit baskets was, but I don't know if that's slice of life. There's None of these one... are probably up his alley. Yeah, no. So, well, I think I think the comedies are, but they're not really slice of life. There's one that I'm trying to find. It's about these three uh, high school or middle school girls, but it's fucking hilarious. Are you Again, talking about? It it's kind of kind of has like that 3D animation. Uh, not Azumanga Dayo a... because that's also great, but something else. What's the What's the one with the two characters that's always that are always memed? It's one of the newer ones, and one of the big memes is like her big is like her hand with a, like flipping you off, but it's like super like what the fuck is that anime? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. It's a comedy anime. Comedy anime. This works good for audio. Naruto is not a comedy <laughs> anime. No, fuck that. Get that no. shit out of my face. I'll find it. Someone will correct me. Anyway, what's our next question? I'll, I'll look for it, and then I'll see. Uh, last one. Uh, Mr. Haru. Do you think that EA ruined the perception of DLC for everyone? My reasoning for asking this is now whenever any DLC is mentioned, everyone wants to compare said developer to them. I won't name what game, but it irks me on how so many people don't have an understanding of game development. Core game teams do not equal DLC. And sometimes they literally cannot be as open as they want to be in order to disclose things from the start. It seems to be a catch-22. Damned if you announce it at the start like Breath of the Wild. Damned if you wait for a game release to announce it later. Um, I'm going to go on a limb, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
You don't even have to tell me what it is. I think he's referencing Pokemon. Um, Do do I think that EA ruined the perception of DLC for everyone? No. Um, This has been an issue that's been going on before EA really started pumping up the the DLC. Because before that, we had expansion discs. Um, Like for Halo, for Gears of War. um, For StarCraft. They existed. That's all I can say. They they, they were there they're... ahead of time, and people were, you know, some people bitched about it. Some people were fine. I thought it was a waste of money because it was just like, why wouldn't they just? Why are you coming out with a a a, a sole disc by itself that you couldn't just add to the base game at the time? Yeah. Uh, and you're right. The core game is the core development team is not always the same development team that works on the DLC. Uh, more often than not, it's somebody else. They usually outsource that shit to somebody else so that the core development team can go work on their next major IP. Yeah. Uh, a big example of that is I, I think like Dimps and Cyber Connect Two do a lot of side work for um, other games. I I don't have an example yeah. at this moment, but Dimps is known for working on other shit like all the time uh, i don't think ea specifically did it themselves they're a big con a big contributor to it nowadays but i yeah, don't think it's, it's it's an industry thing that happened yeah it, it it all happened at the same time and during that time period ea was the biggest publisher on the yeah. block and i while you can point the finger at ea i would also point the finger at ubisoft um Especially during uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood and all that extra shit that they came out with. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, you can even go back farther. It's not specifically DLC, but like what we were talking about with the Pokemon games. Like how a lot of those, the third iteration in those games was just like, this kind of just seems like a better version of the other two. Or like mm-hmm. extra shit that they could have squeezed in if they had a little bit more time. Yep. I mean... Some people would look at the Sonic 3, the Knuckles stuff, too. They're like, oh, this is stuff that they probably could have put into the main game, but now it's like extra stuff that you had to buy and all that other stuff. But yeah, it's always been around. It's just more prominent nowadays, too. I mean, especially with social – like, it was probably happening back in the day, but it's more – a lot of shit was happening back in the day that we were like, well, this didn't happen back then. It was happening. You just didn't have 5 billion people on the internet talking about it. I think a big – issue is is that it's not necessarily the dlc itself it's just the new boogeyman to come out so way back in the day it was expansion packs um that was really annoying like you can understand expansion packs for mmos but like for console games that was really fucking weird or add-ons for console games um you can go as far as to even say sonic 3 being one of the first uh or Sonic Team being one of the first uh, violators of that when they split Sonic 3 into two separate games and yeah. sold them for nearly uh, full price. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you have the DLC, as you say, and now it's microtransactions. Everything is about the microtransaction. Everything is trying to... There's a new boogeyman that comes out every one to two generations. That's yeah. really fucking annoying. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They could have fit into something else. They could have fit into the whole, in the full game, but well, we end up living with it. Now, where we're at the stage where a DLC, 
you know, could actually mean something meaningful. Like you see with the Witcher three and the two expansions that came after that, those DLC. Um, no, those, those, those could not be put into the, the main game that, that the Witcher three by itself is already like a hundred hour plus game. <laughs> now you're adding 20 to 30 to 40 hours more with, uh, you know, hearts of stone and blood and wine. Or you just do how Capcom did it with Monster Hunter. They had shit tons of DLC and it was all free. <laughs> yeah, but then you look at Capcom and you look what they did with Street Fighter versus Tekken or Street Fighter cross Tekken where they put half the roster behind a fucking paywall. Well, or we, it, Capcom learned its lesson. <laughs> or you, Capcom fucking paywalled the ending to Asura's Wrath. We're never going to get fucking forget about this, are we? <laughs> no, no. Because you know what? Blue balls like a motherfucker. You're and it, mad because you bought it. Oh, I'm, I'm super mad. Because you know what? <laughs> that fucking ending is amazing. I need to play that game. I've never played it. Oh, dude. You got to buy the fucking ending to see it. You have to. I've seen a lot of people get pissed off about that game. <laughs> you have to. Because the ending is like the best part. Like there's a lot a JoJo of JoJo ending, right? <laughs> it, there's a lot of really hype moments in that game to begin with. Just like Asura fighting like the big giant guy. He's like the, the first bad guy. He's like takes his finger down and fucking Asura uda, 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 fucking destroys him. I mean, it's like Bayonetta when you're just like at one point you're like, yeah, I, I just punched oh. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the ending of Asura's Wrath where you. Fight fucking God, and it's amazing. It's awesome. so good. You could fight Akuma. You could fight <laughs> Ryu. That game is great. Is that all we got on those questions? That's the questions. All right. So what we got going on? You you got your computer back, so you're going to be I got working. my computer back, hopefully. I'm getting back to work. Uh, articles should be done this week. Video, hopefully, will be done either next week or the week after. Um, following hit that, me, I, I want to have, what you need from that video. Um, from yeah. Me. Uh, I want to have at the very least one video a month because I'm a busy guy, you know, uh, yeah. and there's a lot of things that I want to learn. I want to start transitioning from using Wondershare Filmora nine to Sony Vegas pro, um, our sponsorship. <laughs> I'm really tempted on upgrading Sony Vegas Pro 15 to 17 because they're doing a reduced uh, upgrade. I'd have to wait until I get paid and see what I have left over, but that's really tempting. I don't um, know anything about it. So, and the thing is, is that Sony Vegas Pro is a very is from what I understand a very difficult program to learn. It's not like uh, After yeah. Effects or whatever. I think Max uses Sony Vegas Pro. Yeah, like, there's a lot of cool shit that you can do with it. So, um, I want to transition to that. But, outside of that, I'm, I've got a review coming in for a controller again. Uh, it's another Retro Fighters controller. I don't know if it's going to be the Dreamcast controller. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they, Finally. Yeah, they had to push it back, I think, a few months, but... That's coming down. Um, I got a review for the hitbox that I'm getting. Um, I'm slated to do a review for the new Unist uh, update 
like it's a game, but the new Unist update. Jesus. Um, and I think I'm slated for one more. I'm glad you're busy. I've I've been realizing, especially towards the end of last year, that I've been a little too busy lately. So I'm trying to I'm stepping back a little bit. Still doing streams and stuff like that, but yeah, um, taking care of some, spending some more quality time with my significant other. I feel like as you she's should. been neglected a lot. So as you should, we'll start watching more movies. Watching, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get. I want to watch like I just want to watch more movies. I just want to watch more shit. So there's yeah. there's one documentary that I want to watch, and it's called Don't Mess with Cats. What do you think? Is it a documentary about the cats on Broadway? No. It's I don't know why I thought you would watch that. <laughs> it's it's a, it's about a serial killer. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, my wife so. my wife might watch watch it then. I got to watch out for her, man. She watches like <laughs> she's getting she ideas. Watches, dude, she watches a lot of Law and Order, a lot of like uh serial killer documentaries. She watches She's prepared. Snapped. She's she prepared. Snapped, man. Mhm. Uh, I don't know. She's prepared for you. Uh, but no, I've got a healthy dose of bullshit on my plate that I am ready to just go balls deep in because <laughs> I have my setup now. I have yeah. the setup that I want. I don't think I need anything else besides little tiny things along the way. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to get started. I am back to streaming. I'm back. We had a good uh, corporate had a good audit. Very good audit. So we're we're in the clear on that. So I am back to streaming on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday will be the Gems Collection, which so later today because this podcast will probably come out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this week on uh, Thursday Night Throwdown, we're playing Anarchy Reigns finally. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want in on that, jump into the Mega Visions. And the, we're going to be talking more about it in the Mega Visions Discord. So jump in there. You might be able to the room. Forgot the room lobbies can be sixteen people playing in one match. That's insane. So it's great. So we need more people in these match uh, matches. Uh, no, I've been. I got back to working on the arcade cabinet. I've got some new ideas. Uh, I'm gonna post pictures of it in the uh, both of our discords. But. I've got an idea that I might not meet. You know how that Atari showcases are like fucking humongous. Mm-hmm. Well, since I'm doing a retro, uh, uh, not uh, not a retro bit, a retro uh, Raspberry Pi. Since yep. I'm doing that, uh, I might set it up to where I don't. I'm gonna try and make the arcade cabinet itself smaller, to where it's not as big. So we'll see how that goes. But I was messing with some shit with it today. Got everything looking nice. Retro Pi works. So. But other than that, we'll be working on anything that you send my way for the videos and stuff like that. Uh, I feel kind of bad because everyone's been busting their ass on news, but that's just like not, not my thing for the website. I'm focusing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start busting my ass back on the streams again. So do what you're good at. Yeah. Other than that, I'll be playing some Anarchy Reigns this week to get it to more characters unlocked. That's yeah. About I got. I got to start doing that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be uh, finishing The Witcher this week too. Yes. Let's start that segment that you want to do. Uh, with oh, yeah. Coming yeah. games. So yeah, we're that- going to do a new segment where we're going to talk about games coming out the week that this podcast comes out. So just to give everyone some idea on some games that you might have missed. So you got one? You got some that you're looking at? Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. At first, okay. I wasn't really interested. Mm. Uh, but 
I heard it's really good. Like really, really good. I watched a giant play giant bomb play by like an hour of it. Yeah. And saw some of it and I'm like Nah, man, I'm good. There's a whole lot of gathering, like, orbs and shit in that game that just kind of, like, takes you. Yeah, that's how you level up your characters and stuff like that. It's a whole lot of menu management. Well, I'm into RPGs, so that doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it might be your thing. It's, uh, it's not my thing. I'm good I'll, on that. I'll think about it. Um, also, the Nintendo Switch version of Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. Um, yep. I... I think I might pick that up um, solely because I didn't get a chance to complete my run of the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Um, that you said, know. there's some censorship issues in there, which I don't 100% care about. But the big thing is is that even docked mode, apparently it's capped at 720p. Mm. So Well, since we got that... Since we got a version of that on the Switch now, you, that just means we're closer to Wonderful 101 on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or we're closer to another Fire Emblem character coming out on Smash. Oh. Yes. Just give me a fucking... Give me my new F-Zero game. <laughs> uh, there's also Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD coming yep. to the Nintendo Switch as well. That's really important because... That's the version that they finally update the goddamn controls to modern first-person shooter. I don't oh, know if you've shit. ever tried playing that, but that nope. I don't remember if it was like tank controls, but the controls for that game are really fucking frustrating. I think I watched Funhouse play it, and they were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those, those are the only three games that I'm looking forward to in January. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure I've seen some lists. I think GameStop said that the... The Mega Man Zero Collection is coming out on the 21st. Uh... And we also have the Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, DLC coming out on January 23rd for people that are interested in that. And that's all I got, though. So I'm looking at my list. Apparently, it's February 25th. For the Mega Man? Mm -hmm. Mm. GameStop a lie, then. GameStop. Fuck you. Terrible. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got. Alright, man. Till next week. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. It's about time you showed up, Fox. You're the only hope for our world. Roger, General. We're entering Corneria City now. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. I'm a-